A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Good morning and welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. I'm Captain Kevin Favor and uh, we got a bunch of strangers in here this morning. Good morning, Logaman. Good morning. <laughs> Captain Ricky Papour sitting in. Good morning. Good morning. And, and Gibby. Gibby's spinning the oh, hits this morning. Yeah. Chris Wayne is on vacay. Good morning. So, good morning, buddy. Good morning, Gibby. What's happening? Did Chris like... I mean, I know he's singing this song, but uh, that's a pretty good one there, Chris. Yeah, he did a good job. Well, that's uh, debatable. There's, you know, there's some people that don't like it a whole lot. Yeah, there is. That'll wake you up in the morning. That's right. Yeah. There's a, there's a few out there that are trying to get the song changed. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. Just because they want to mess with Chris. Right, 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 right. But, you know. But it's Jeff and I's decision. So we love it. Yeah, we do because it aggravates. Because them. it aggravates the fire out of everybody. <laughs> exactly. Not everybody. But Not everybody. Certain people. Yeah, yeah. Names will remain secret. Uh, yeah, but it starts with a G. It starts with a G. Yeah. Another one starts with an E. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, another one that starts with a P. Okay. Yep. Those guys. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, I will tell you. When you come back, the first thing you want to do, and and, and Gibby asked me about this, uh-huh. about the food. Sure. And the food over there in the UK is, especially, well, especially in London, is it's food from all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get some of the best Indian food, mm-hmm. some of the best Italian food, some of the best uh, Middle Eastern food, some of the best American food. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, I wouldn't say quite the best American food. Right. Okay, but when I got home, I mean, I I had to have my usual fixes. I mean, it's the first thing I did. We go to Angie's. I, I'm taking it. Uh, well, no, <clears throat> I ended up meeting Dylan for lunch, so we ended up having a uh, a lunch close to his work, which was wasn't one of my usual haunts. But it's got a got a great meal there. Mm-hmm. They've got this ground turkey burger with pickled tomatoes. Right. I love pickled tomatoes. I do too. Man. Yep. I love pickled anything. Mm-hmm. Pickled onions. Okra. Oh, pickled okra. I love okra. pickled okra. And so, it's good to Bloody Mary. So the first meal <laughs> the first meal wasn't Angie's, but the second meal oh, was. Okay. So so we used to um, take- Bearded Pig was like the fifth. I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> we, we used to take our little boats and every summer and drive to trailer to Fort Lauderdale and cross over to Bimini. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I mean, there wasn't much in Bimini, you know, to a bar, you know, so we had to take our food and, and, and stuff like that. But we didn't take that much. We caught conks, lobsters, 
obviously dolphin. So oh, we, we, terrible food. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but when, seriously, when we got back, the closest thing to the ramp was Wendy's, and we could not I'll take that. We could not wait to go get a big frosty and Wendy's. I love it. Some, I love some, Wendy's burger. Yeah, I know. you get a double or a single? A double. Do you? Yeah. Ricky, you a yeah. double guy? At least. Yeah. At least. I'm kind <laughs> of a single guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I'm just. got to be a I, ratio of meat was, to bread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get you. And, and if they took like a Wendy's burger and they made it just about 50% bigger, mm-hmm. it'd be just right. Mm-hmm. But a double is just a little too much. Okay. Yeah. I've never tried the single. Maybe I should. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you, but I just uh, it's funny you should say that because when whenever we got back, I mean straight straight to Wendy's to get a, a oh, yeah. hamburger, you know. Yeah, the uh, the only reason that the bearded pig was my fifth was just because I ended up eating at home mm-hmm. on the third to fourth. Yep, and then the fifth I was out and about, and I was like, I gotta go and get me a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So I had the. Uh, in fact, I saw Chad there. Chad was over in London. I, I saw that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, we um, Did, now. Uh, was he there for both games? No, he came for the first game. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, him and Lauren, his uh, way better half. Yes. And uh, we ended up meeting Chad and Lauren for dinner on Sunday night after the game, and we went to a place that was uh, pretty close to the hotel where where you know where our, we were staying at, and uh, it was an Italian place. I'm talking like old school, real Italian, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And Chad had been over to Italy, and he's a a wine guy. I mean, he's he he knows wine through mm-hmm. and through. You know, worked in the wine industry for a long time, and can pick some wines. And he had picked the wine that night. And it was. I'm not a big wine guy, right? But man, was it good! Wow, an Italian wine. And all I remember is it's got a picture of this kind of uh, tower on this wine mm-hmm. bottle. And I took a picture of it so that any time I go out, right, and I want to get a good bottle of wine, impress somebody, like I know what the hell I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to wine. That I can end up ordering. Uh, that. Any idea how much that wine was? It wasn't too bad. And okay. I, and he he told me like off the shelf, you know, it's, it's about a fifty dollar bottle of wine. You okay. know, good wine doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. You know, some of it is. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. Of course, when you buy it in a restaurant, it's two, three times right, the price. Right, right, what right. you do, you know, you buy it in that store. But man, the, the the Italian that we had that night, and the the funny thing about the menu, okay, when you go to a restaurant that you don't know, mm-hmm. okay. The first thing you do is you got to ask them what's the best. I mean, what what, what are you what are you known for? Right. What, what's the best? And of course, when you ask them that at this restaurant, they're like, "Well, everything. We, yeah. you know, all the pasta is handmade. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all the dishes are considered best." And I said, "I said if you had to pick one, mm-hmm. which one are you going to have?" And the and the lady was a little bit hard to understand. Sure, because she had this. I mean, just thick Italian accent, and she said. Uh, this wild boar taglianetti, which it's like I think taglianetti is a a thick pasta that's or anyway it was like a thick linguine but bigger, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a wild boar pasta, and the first thing most people think of is like, oh, gamey wild boar, yeah, I yeah, can't have it, yeah. I'm and sure I'm that's like, what you were thinking. I'm like, I gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have. I it. gotta try it. Okay, it was awesome. Was it really? Oh man, it was good and. And wild boar is is pork. Sure, it ain't no different than that. It's not gamey or right. anything else. Man, was it good! And I was sitting there going, "See, there's a lot of people that the first thing that they would think of is that this is a wild animal, and it's going to be gamey, and they wouldn't have it." Well, I would certainly, if you call it wild boar, 
You know, I mean, thing, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that's your first our story. wild boars around yeah, yeah, here. You know, nasty, nasty, nasty. Yeah. Okay, this must have been a cut. Right. What do they call a cut boar? A uh, um, bar. Bar. A bar. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. It probably was bar. Yeah. <laughs> or or it, that's it, the country way of saying it. It's actually barrow. Yeah. But. Bar. Right. That's so. But but they're calling wild boar like you said pork. Right. It's. You know they're they're not they're not saying wild male pig, wild male pig that had his nuts cut. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. But see, so. a lot of people don't know that. Okay. No, you're right. They don't. So we're going to educate people. Right okay. Now, okay. If you want to eat, okay, a wild pig, mm-hmm. okay, and he's a male, you can't eat him when he's got his nuts. Right. Okay. The meat is really gamey. Okay, let me let me educate you even further. Give it to me. Okay, because my family had the second largest pig operation in the state of Florida okay. when I was growing up, and we we would we would go to the auction, and you they they would bring in you know forty fifty pigs, and they would be twenty pounds, mm-hmm. and then you know we would we would buy all these pigs, mm-hmm. and 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 we feed them obviously right, and and they get they get to about forty pounds. And you had a gate that was you would call a cut gate. Okay. All right. So you you you, you had a chute that all the pigs would go down. Single go, file. Single file to, to go eat. Mm-hmm. And when when a male would come by, you would you you'd open up the gate, cut him out. All right. Okay. And then you had two guys, and this particular pen, one with a castrating knife, and the other would hold him down, mm-hmm. and you castrate the pig. Right, and then let him back in, and he'd just go back in and eat. No big deal. No, it wasn't. Didn't I didn't mean, even notice it. it. He just that, got cut. They got they got the spray a little and little shot of blue spray. Yeah, little shot of blue spray, and and and, and, and so the, so you never eat the blue spray. Just yeah. real quick, mm-hmm. the blue spray is essentially like a, a a healing agent. Yes. So when you go cut the the gonads, right? Okay, and they're gone. Yep. The blue spray is to allow everything to heal without mm-hmm. having any kind of infection or, or bad stuff happen. Correct. And by the way, we did have people there mm-hmm. that would take the the nuts. The nuts, yeah. To do what with? <laughs> they ate them. They ate them. <laughs> they ate them. That's, yeah. that's I'm just telling of, you, you know. To let people know, that's, yeah. that's one of the versions of what they call Rocky Mountain Oyster. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's correct. Yeah, I mean... It was, but it, that was, but that, uh, to let people know that even the the pigs that you eat, mm-hmm. you know, that you buy in the store are are cut. They're not cut males. They're cut males. Yes, cut males. Yes, or, or female. But if, right, 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 right. Yes. But if you were to let's say raise a male, uh-huh. okay, and he's uncut, right? Okay, uh-huh. and he's gets bigger, uh-huh. and you try to eat him, awful, 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 like. Dramatic, yeah. Oh, you but can't, yeah. Let's say he's full grown, hundred pounds. Okay, he's got his, mm-hmm. you know, sack. Mm-hmm. Okay, he would be awful if you ate him that way. But here's the crazy thing: if you caught him, cut him, turned him loose, and turned around and ate him, two months later. So, so let me give you. What's he a, taste a, like? A, another, another update. So, my my family was also the the caretakers. Of guana, mm-hmm. all right. When it was owned by SWD, Stockton, Watley, and Davin, but okay. part part of our um, job was to control the hog population. Wild the wild hog, the population. wild hog, yeah, because yeah. it was it was littered with 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 hogs. So still is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
we would we'd get everybody together, get that's, the dogs. That's the neighbors we, that live around Guana. We would, yeah, we would catch catch the boars. Mm-hmm. All right, cut them, and then we would clip their tails. Okay. So we we knew that when we were hunting with the, rifles, with rifles mm-hmm. and stuff, and we saw a, a pig with a cut tail, that was the one to kill. Okay. And and yeah, it was it was a couple months. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's amazing that you know, a couple months later. Oh yeah. In, in it's, the in it's, the meat, it's amazing. Completely changes. Yes, it does. And so even the fat layer over on the outside of the it, sure it goes from like a yellow to a white after, like you said, about two months. Yeah, after after it's been cut. Yep, and that's it's that's amazing. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. pure testosterone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. I wonder how we would taste. I guess we would be really gamey, too. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, think about a buck. Okay, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't know that if you gave me a, a a deer burger right now, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't tell the difference between a doe and a buck. Could you? Absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah. But the fat on the outside has got the yellow tinge. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Huh. It, yeah. But I, I, I think but I will say this one: mm-hmm. when I take a buck, mm-hmm. I usually try to to add a doe. With it, right. as you know, harvesting wise, right? Because when I make the ground, I I know that the the bucks are a little bit more, um, not as tender, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to add a doe sure. to it when I get like ground venison, excuse me, or whatever. Agreed. You know? Yeah, just about, that conscious thought. It, it How about is. geographical location wise? Do you think that the deer tastes better? Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. And, and that's that. That is that. There's Here there's, are there's what they eat. That, yeah. yeah, and and it's funny because um, Grandpa Jimmy would always encourage me to kill a doe up in Indiana, which their does are a buck fifty, a buck eighty. You know, hundred yeah, yeah pounds, hundred pounds was yeah. yeah. And and he's like, man, these are corn fed deer. And every year I would kill one, and and I'd I'd bring it back, and it, it was it it nothing. I'm just telling you right now, nothing compared to our deer. Our deer are so much better. Really, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and here, when uh, Mike Colonna, who uh, was my friend, Navajo Indian, lives mm-hmm. on the Navajo Indian Reservation, when he would come uh, here and he would come and hunt with us in Fargo, he wanted every piece of whitetail he could get his hands on. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy that, I mean, they hunted mule deer and right. all kinds of animals out there on their on their own land. But those mule deer out there ate sage. right. The flavor of their mule deer was not not good, <laughs> exactly compared to our whitetail. So, like what you're saying, yeah. they are what they eat. Right. I mean, it's like our deer taste. I think fantastic. Oh, oh well, I mean, fantastic. You know, acorns yeah. and you know, and I can I can vouch. We had we had venison tacos the other night. Oh yeah, is there anything better? No, than no ground venison tacos. No, and and how we do it. Um, we take the ground, which has like 15% fat added, mm-hmm. and just take a Vidalia onion and dice it up. A mm-hmm. little bit of olive oil, a little bit of taco seasoning, just a little yep, bit. Yep, And then slow cook it in a pan. Yep, that's what Kerry does, exact, almost to the T. And then drain the, the oil yep. off of it, you uh-huh. know, and then uh-huh. put it in the shells and then add your cheese and all that kind of stuff. And There's not a better taco on no. the planet no there's not I, I, it, it, I think it was uh last wednesday was national taco day so we had 
tacos. Well, we had so so Dylan, my son. You guys will laugh at this because you remember when you're growing up, you're like, I'm never going to be like my dad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're all going to be this unique creature, right? Okay, and then we start turning into what our dads were. Sure. Okay. So uh, so Dylan has always resisted certain foods, you know, like tomatoes. He wouldn't eat anything with tomatoes. He wouldn't have the uh, uh, what is that uh, green stuff that you get at the at the sushi places. Wasabi. Wasabi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasabi's great. Yeah. Okay. Love a little bit of wasabi. Uh-huh. Okay. And he wouldn't eat jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Well, we had the Mazetta jalapenos, which are totally different level than most jalapenos. Right. And so we were eating tacos the other night, and he's, you know, about two deep. <laughs> getting ready Never to go about before. four or five deep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I said, and I, of course, I'm put, I put like, five or six Mazetta jalapenos mm-hmm. on each taco. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love them. Really good. And I said, all right, you got to try it. And he goes, I'm not going to do that. Right. Can't do that. I said, you said the same thing about the wasabi. Right. Right. So he Does he eat tomatoes now? He does eat tomatoes okay. wow. now. Good for him. <laughs> so he tries a bite with the, uh, with the jalapeno. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> I was like. You're becoming your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes. He was like he was like frustrated and laughing because yeah, he, know, he, he knows it. Sure. That's great. <laughs> that is classic. It's it's great. Yeah, and, and the, the, like you said about the tacos, the coolest thing, it's so simple. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean it's and it's such a great meal. Well, I'm, <laughs> I and I, and I'm 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 a two stuffed. That's all I can eat now. I used to do the five, but I can't do oh, that. Oh, I anymore. used to do like Oh, I know. Ten. You. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We had, and I'll, I'll tell the story later, but yeah. we had, since we had tacos the other night, venison tacos, we had this craving for fish tacos. And you guys, I mean, first Hell of all, yeah. I think venison tacos are the best. Yes. They're better than fish tacos. Yes. Okay. But fish tacos are good. Yes. And they're different because on tacos like venison tacos, we use the shells. Mm-hmm. For fish tacos, we use a corn tortilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys do the same? Yes. Okay. Yep. So yesterday, me and Dylan went fishing, and I'll get to the fishing part later on, but we had some fish. And so last night, we had fish tacos. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're a two max? Yeah. I'm a two max. Right. You know? Right. And I used to be like a ten max. <laughs> Metabolism ain't what it used no. to be. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm a two max. But we, I've definitely started slowing down, but last night I, uh, we went to the Gulf, you know, yeah. and so I gave a buddy of mine some fish when we got back and his wife is Costa Rican or his girlfriend, sorry. And she, she made us a, uh, cilantro, no, oh, 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 ceviche. Ceviche. Yeah. Oh man. The, the, you like that? I love it. See, I can't, I can't do it. It's probably my favorite thing to eat right now. And it's, it's for what people, if they don't know, ceviche and, and Bob McNally, he he does a really good ceviche. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the it's it's cooked. It's essentially the citric juices of mm-hmm. lemon or lime cook the fish mm-hmm. or cook the seafood. I I just too lemony limey for me. Yeah, it's it's not um, it's not something that I'm like. Hey, let's have ceviche tonight. You no. know what I mean? I mean, I, I when obviously when when we were in Costa Rica. It's kind of one of their mainstays, right? You know, and, uh, and so I ate it. When in Rome, 
Yeah, when in Rome. Yeah, when in Rome. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's cool. So you didn't like it in Costa Rica? It's okay. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll eat it, you know. But it's it's not. Um, Mine is uh, also when I when I make it or my wife does. It's also too lemony, too limey. But they they tame it down somehow. I don't know what they do, but right. it's different. If I could get the recipe of it tamed down, mm. I would like it. Yeah. But it's just it feels like I'm sucking on a lemon or a lime. Yeah. I feel like it's beans. They put beans. Like some some little beans. I don't know. Speaking of beans. Uh-oh. Those folks over in the UK, is their beans is like every meal. Like baked beans? Yes. <laughs> really? I'm serious. That's not good for breakfast. No. Right? Oh, no. And, and here's exactly. the thing. Okay, for us, what is beans? What is beans? Beans is side. Yeah, yeah absolutely. side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit. With a hot when, dog. When, when's the last time you had baked beans? It's been a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, it, I think it, back in the summer when we did like hot dogs. Right, right, or something like that. And burgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something that you do no. every, I mean, no. not even once a month. It's every meal there, out there. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I saw Mike Duraco brought back like breakfast in a can from huh? over there. Beans. And it's beans. Beans. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, here's the thing. It's a side for us. Right. Over there, that's like a meal. Baked beans. So how in the hell do these people not walk around farting everywhere? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and in a lot of cultures, rice is a big Oh, yeah. We don't eat a whole lot of rice. No, no. And, no. And I, I can see eating rice. Yeah. But beans? Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's a filler. I mean, but yeah, it's, 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 just a, it's, it's just a, the byproduct of beans is like. <laughs> I mean, that would just get tired of a it. A little concerning. Yeah. yeah yes, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so I, I, funny story, real quick before we take a break. <laughs> I called Jeff earlier this week. I called him on the phone, and he texts me back. He goes, "I'll call you back in a few minutes. I'm at the dentist." <laughs> and, and so he calls me back, and I said, uh, "I said, well, after looking at the Brit's teeth all week, did you feel like you needed to go to the dentist?" <laughs> Yeah. He's like, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> they, they're, uh, yeah, they're a little their thoughts on teeth, and it, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, you know, like a lot of people here are very concerned about straight teeth, orthodontists, and you know, Invisalign, yeah. all that kind of stuff over there. Nah, yeah, let it roll, let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Well, let's do. And uh, we come back. We'll do a weather and a ties, and we can talk to you as well at 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. We got a new sponsor. Sweet. Yes, sir. Absolutely. What CSS Fireplaces and Outdoor Living. You know, Mr. Harley. Oh, yeah, fire pits, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah and, and they, they, they do pergolos. Okay. What's a pergola? I had to look it up too. All right, hold, let me let me do a little little poll here. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, Ricky, do you know what a pergolo is? Not positive, but I think I do. Okay. Uh, Gibby, any idea what a pergolo is? Uh, pergola. Pergola. Yeah. Pergolo. Per- no. It's pergola. <laughs> pergola. Pergola. Yes, I've got an idea. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So tell me because it's, I have it's, no it, idea. It, it, to me, it basically looks like an outdoor kitchen without the kitchen. You know, t- kind of a a, a, a summer. Kitchen so, with a roof and like everything, countertop, place to hang out. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a wet bar. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's yeah, that's okay. that, that yeah. that's a pergola. Yeah. Right. So, Ricky, uh, did you have that? No, no. Yeah. Nope, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Gibby, was that in your mind? No, that was a little bit off. Uh, no, tell yeah. me, talk, real quick. What was your 
idea, Ricky. The roof that doesn't actually have a roof. Like a, right, there's some of those too. The boards that are okay. Uh, he, he's right. There's some uh, of them too. Gibby, what did you think it was? Yeah, mine was sim- similar to what Ricky just said. Okay, and but, maybe that is true. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I, I literally had to go to their website, which is cssoutdoor.com, and uh, I was looking at that. And I was like, what the hell's a pergola? You know. So is, is yeah. that not is really having something like that, like what they do, not one of the coolest things? Yes. I mean, we live in the in Florida, for God's sake. Yes, exactly. And this time of year, from now all the way that's, until that's in the, that, that's exactly what I put. I mean, really, for us, uh, Carrie and I, we don't we don't stay inside this uh, time uh. of year. I mean, we're we're in our little summer kitchen outside or doing something, you know. And if we're up in, in Georgia, I mean, we're on the front porch. We're doing absolutely a- outside, you know. And and now is is the if you if you need that done, CSS fireplaces and outdoor living can build all that. Awesome. Yep. Fantastic. All right. Um, uh, we got to do weather and tides. How about that? I got, I got the tides. If you'll do the weather, all right. Uh, tide report brought to you by Angie Subs. Yes, yes I got there on Monday <laughs> evening for dinner, and uh, I had I had the uh, the French fries, uh-huh. which were really good. Oh, really? Huh. And Shocker. then I had a Doctor Bangs, Shocker. which was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, all was right in the world all, all, after all, being in London uh, for ten days. So you you fished yesterday. Yes, I, I did. fished yesterday, yep. and um, I, I fished eight to twelve. So obviously, I'm launching around seven thirty, and the water is lapping over the ramp. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. like, I'm like, oh, damn it! I mean, you know, it's it was it, 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 the it tides was, was cra- they were crazy, crazy yesterday. high yesterday. <laughs> I mean, and I'm just looking at it. So the high tide this morning is at nine o'clock. Uh, it's at the Mayport Ferry, um, and and really, they're only calling for like a five two. A, maybe a five one, and it, it, it was seven feet all day yesterday. I mean, it was way up there. We and, uh, when so we, we, anyway, then you got a low tide this afternoon at um, it, it basically three o'clock, and hopefully it goes back to being normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a fiddler cr- crab left. They've no, all there's not. They're, they've all died on the grass. Is <laughs> I mean, you know, with all the flood tides that we've we had, saw because we fished yesterday. Yeah, me, me and Dylan did. We took the kayaks into the Sisters Creek area. And when we came back, just to give you a, a thought on the tides, when we launched, we're driving down Hecksher, coming off of the Dames Point to, and going down Hecksher, mm-hmm. and we stopped at Browns Creek Fish Camp. Mm-hmm. You had to walk through eight inches of water, water. to go into bait shop. <laughs> and then when you step in the bait shop, the bait shop was maybe an inch yeah. from having water inside. Yeah. I mean, it was high. I, oh, dude, I, I, I had, I had no idea. And, and by the way, there was no wind. There was shrimp. There, there was, there were no wind. We're, as we're driving down Hexer, the water is literally almost into the road. Yeah. On, on Hexer and Dylan, when we pulled in the Browns Creek, he goes, "Did you see that? Like, see what?" He goes, "There was shrimp jumping right alongside the road, <laughs> like literally right next to the road." I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." I wasn't looking, you know. Right, I was yeah, looking you're, for, you're driving for the bait yeah, shop, right, you know, right. trying to make sure that we didn't pass it. And we almost did just because the parking lot was full of water. Yeah, like, holy cow! Yeah, it was it was it was way. I, then, I mean, did not expect that at all. No, no. So we launch, and um, we we literally the parking lot at six. They have a, a kayak launch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so typically you back down into this area, and then you have to have like a set of wheels, or you carry your kayak a little distance to get to the water. Mm-hmm. Now we we back the trucks up, and literally. Got them out of the truck and carried them like five feet, and then floated them <laughs> right 
the the forty yards, thirty yard stretch, whatever it is, from there to the water. Right. We floated them and right. just pulled them. They were, I mean, that's how high the water. Right. Was. I know. So we we come out and uh, we were trying to fish an area that Kirk had given us a tip on, mm-hmm. and uh, and the whole tip involved like an oyster bar, one particular oyster bar. We never saw an oyster bar until like three o'clock. Yeah, it was going to be. <clears throat> It was going to be three o'clock, literally. Uh, and then when it turned, Ricky, to go out, it was screaming. I mean, you know, you had all that water. I mean, it was it was coming out of there. All right, let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And yes, I had the Frito pie. I'm sure you did for lunch on Thursday. It was outstanding. Had a side of greens to go with it. Yep, <laughs> my favorites. And there's sweet tea there. Gosh, I, I think this week I ordered because that was one of the things you don't get over there. You get high tea. Okay, I'm not high tea. I don't want hot tea. I want sweet tea. Right. Okay, and so I was jonesing to have a sweet tea when I got back. And so I, first place I go to, I can't remember where it was. The sweet tea was terrible. It's like sugar water. <laughs> I want to taste the tea, okay, mm-hmm. and just a, a touch of sweet. A couple different places that I went to. Angie's, of course, has got really good sweet tea. And then the Bearded Pig, it was money. Mm-hmm. Their tea is so good. Anyway, and the food was awesome. All right, so what's the weather? Here we go. Today, west winds 10 to 15 knots, seas 3 to 5 feet, period of 8 seconds. Tonight, west winds 10 to 15 as well, 3 to 4 feet. Tomorrow, northwest 15 to 20. Mm. Seas 2 to 4 feet with a period of 7 seconds. Monday, northwest winds 15 to 20 knots. Tuesday, north winds 10 to 15 knots, seas 2 to 4 feet. Wednesday, northeast 10 to 15 knots, seas 2 to 3. Wednesday night, northeast as well. Looking a little like... Fallish, wintery. Uh, no, it's it, it's going to be in the fifties. I mean, low fifties in St. Augustine is what they're calling for this right, coming week. That's uh, let me pull that up. Okay, mm-hmm. here in Jacksonville. Ooh, yeah, nice. Monday high of sixty six. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday a high of sixty nine. Wednesday seventy two. Sixties. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect for black powder. Oh, buddy! Yeah, that oh. opens today. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all up there this morning. There's there's going to be some animals. Dying. Will, right. will you bow hunt or will you? No, I'll bow hunt. Yeah. I don't even have a black powder gun. How about you, Jeff? I had one. I sold it because I never used it. Yeah, I, 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 would, I literally gave mine away. Yeah, I would rather shoot a bow yep. than a muzzle loader. I don't yep. own one either. Yeah, I had one for we had for, a we had a night. Is that what we had? Yeah, we had the night yeah. fifty cal with the uh, and we used the old caps, not yes. the prime. Yeah, you know, the shotgun yeah. primers. And uh, and I had one because I used to go out west to the Navajo mm-hmm. Indian Reservation, and and that was an easier tag to get, and to still have that firearm, it was totally doable. We got to do that, Kev. Gotta oh, I know. Elk hunt. I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But it, it's 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 funny. This is <clears throat> how long ago I had that gun, the, the, that um, black powder gun. It was illegal in the state of Georgia to use a scope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so obviously they've changed that law since then. You know, that's an interesting point. So I recently got interested in buying a black powder gun because I don't own one. And I right. was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to have one. So I have a friend who makes them, and I haven't talked to him in years. But anyways, I called him up to see what the scoop is on these black powder guns that he's, he's making. And they shoot a 1,000 yards now accurately. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy what they, they can do. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, because because I was you know I, again I haven't I haven't had one in so long, 
Um, and Mullethead is hunting this morning, and he's got one. He's and, got the latest grade. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 you know, I was asking him about um, you know our food plots that we did, and and I said, you know, some of those shots can be two hundred yards. He goes, bro, that's nothing for this gun. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He's like, I can shoot to you know three hundred, four hundred yards without a problem. I'm like, oh my god. So that's, he, that's crazy. And and I was in his shop, and he was showing me the different yeah. the bu- the bullets are very different now. They don't look yeah. like what we. Yeah, our, ours kind of used to roll out the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. round anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm serious. You know, we we we. we I mean, you know, Jeff, when, when when we hunted with those old knights, fifty yards was was about max. Well, hundred I mean, hundred was my max. Yeah, with uh, with the one I had. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking like I, I, I'm talking to him like, uh, yeah, hey, I'd like to get one that can shoot two hundred yards. He's like, what? Yeah. Two hundred yards. Where you been living? Yeah, you got you got you got air rifles now that shoot. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like what? yeah, yes. And shooting the same weight bullet, right, with yeah. an air rifle. Yes. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Gary this morning. Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. Old Gardner Minshew making his return engagement tomorrow. Yeah. 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 You a, you a Minshew fan there, Gary? No, but I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be tougher for the Jack simply. He's more experienced. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, but by no means. Uh, he's kind of streaky, though. When he gets hot, you know, he's as good as anybody. But I was, I was joking around this week, uh, and, and somebody said, uh, what was this Minshew mania thing? Uh-huh. I said, let me describe it to you. you know, and he was a young player at the time, Yeah. Okay, which, you know, just, just being funny. So he would drop back, okay, and he's got a good pocket, and then – there's a receiver coming open at about 12 yards, okay? Well, he drops his eyes and takes off out of the pocket, okay? Because uh-huh. he's got to do some mania, okay? <laughs> right. So he runs out of the pocket. Okay, the receiver was standing there coming open at 12 yards. So he runs out of the pocket. Now he's, like, dodging guys and making guys miss. Uh-huh. And then somewhere on the sideline, he makes another guy miss and then throws the ball at five yards, and the guy gains eight yards. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, Wow! What a play! Great job! He made a bunch of guys miss and made a completion. Well, if he stayed in the pocket, the guy was standing 12 yards in front of him. He could have just thrown it to him. That's right. Minshew mania. Okay. Well, hey, uh, hey, and, guys. and also, Gary, whenever, whenever you have had such a string of really bad quarterbacks, and, and, <laughs> and then we have one guy that comes in and completes five in a row, even though they're only eight yards, He's, that's, but he's that's, a good backup. He is a good backup quarterback. Yeah. Well, quarterback. look, I'm a Dolphins man. I know bad quarterback play for 20 years. Okay? Right. Yeah. Between okay. Marino and Tua. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I wanted to ask you. I was curious. Uh, what's your favorite state in this country for turkey hunting? Wow. Any, a- a- any of them that have turkeys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and 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 Gary, to be honest with you, um, I have had the chance to turkey hunt a lot of different states, um, and our birds are, and, and I know that sounds crazy, but our birds are totally different than, you know. Our birds, the, mean in Georgia or Florida? Both. Both. Both, yeah. Um, Georgia birds are no joke. Mm-hmm. They are they're they're no joke. Uh, Florida birds are no joke. But you know, you go you watch these guys, Gary, from the Midwest. They they literally most of them hunt out of ground blinds. Uh, I would say seventy percent of them bow hunt, and they they put decoys out there at ten yards, and they're you know you 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 can't you can't hardly do that here. No, you, you know I um, like woods birds. Yep, I like to hunt them in the woods, not the fields. Yep. And I like them to hammer hard. When they gobble, I want it to be loud. Yeah. 
and and we have that here. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Gary, the first time that I heard the Rio gobble, uh, Carrie was with me, and and Carrie loves the turkey hunt. You know, I mean, she she loves turkey hunt, and we were in Washington State, and we're sitting there, and I'm waiting on a gobble. You know, I mm-hmm. and I and I hear this bird go little 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 little, <laughs> and and I'm I look at Carrie, what is that? <laughs> you know, and and, and it, it was a gobble. That's the way that it's it's not you know oh, like like we're used to. It literally went little 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 little. It's just different. <laughs> and I'm Very like, different. Man, I ain't killing that. A six <laughs> month old Jake. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was fun though. Good good Thanks, question, guys. Gary. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. you, Gary. See yeah, yeah, see you. Yeah, but but that the the crazy thing about about hunting there, Ricky, is uh, we were we were in the mountains and. When when I got there, I, I it was Steve Crossgree, which was my dad's boss at Armor Holdings. Mm-hmm. He bought five hundred acres, and I mean, like, in the middle of nowhere. And when I, I mean, you, as a matter of fact, um, we had met and and we we flew into Spokane, and then we met um, in in Idaho, and then went up this mountain. And it, when we were in Idaho, it was eighty degrees. When we got to the top to his house, it was twenty nine. And he hands, he, he said, don't bring guns. I got guns, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, here's an over and under for turkey hunting, and here's a 44 to wear on your side. And I'm like, Four. I don't know, you know me, I'm not a pistol guy, right? And and I'm like, what the hell is the, what, you know? 44 for 44, what? yeah. He goes, well, you got cougars, you got wolves, you got bears coming out of hibernation. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and, and by the way, I never left in the dark. Mm. You know, when I, whenever we walked out of that house, because you didn't have to go very far to turkey hunt. You know, you just kind of walked down the, the the pathway, and there were there were little fields, and and and. But the first morning, we're sitting there, and there was this little pond, and and Carrie's got the camera, and it's cold, and 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 I look up, and here comes this just absolute herd of elk, mm. and they all went in the pond and started splashing around, and and we're looking at each other like, I mean, hell, I never seen an elk before it was so cool i mean you know and then i hit the call and here comes a coyote you know kill him here comes another coyote i kill him (laughs) i mean when you hit the turkey call out there things were coming you know it was it was totally different than 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 what we're used to locally have you ever called in a predator animal absolutely Mm -hmm. all right well we're like way overdue for break uh gibby's ready to go all right so uh let's take a break and, and when we come back uh, potentially going to set a, uh, a a record on November eighteenth. November eighteenth. Okay. okay, that's when we're going to be at at Hagen. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, we're Hagen of Callahan, mm-hmm. Hagen Ace mm-hmm. Hardware, Hagen Coastal Outfitters. Okay, they have, you know, those knives that I'm a huge fan of. Yes. Okay, it's the ceramic Rapala knife. I'm going to tell you about a deal. We're going to set a record. Oh, we're going to set a record. Okay, knife sales record, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you why when we come back okay. right here. On the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, so you know that uh, November 18th, we've got the big uh, holiday kind of kickoff show that we're going to be doing at the Hagen Christmas Outfitters of Callahan event. Uh huh. Okay. Can't wait. So, Hagen Ace bought every Rapala knife in the country, the ceramic blade knife, okay, that I love. Yep. Okay, and it's an awesome knife. So, they have 2,700 knives on order. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the best part. I mean, what do you expect to pay for like a good 
knife on the boat. What do you what do you pay? Forty bucks. Forty bucks. Yeah. Okay. These knives, which yeah. I, yep. I mine are a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Uh, Man, I want to go use knives yeah. on Ricky's boat. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so this knife that they have, it's a Rapala ceramic knife, doesn't rust, okay, is usually like ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. okay? And uh, the day of the event, you've got the bucket sale that they're having at that event while we're there. So you get 20% off of whatever you put in the bucket. Mm-hmm. So you put these knives in the bucket, and you're going to save big, okay? So these things are like awesome stocking stuffer, Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. or to have a stack of them that you can use on the boat, okay? So let's say you get five of them, throw it in a bucket. You know, it's like 45 bucks, okay? And you're going to have For five. St- huh? For five of for them. For five. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's say Ricky's is 100 bucks. Yeah. For, for Ricky, you, you get over, well, what, how many is that? So if you get five, tw- so you get 10. Right. For 90 bucks and still have 10 bucks, Ricky, to get some nuggets or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in here's also, you get an instant uh, win, pull to win card. Okay. Where you could win a swag, a swag bag, a gift of your choice from the gift booth or get a discount on your next visit. So uh, folks, uh, November 18th, save the date. We, we will be at the Hagen Ace of Callahan and you can get this Rapala knife and be a part of history. Very cool. November 18th. Oof. I know. I'll, I'll just, I'll just pack my stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Grab Carrie and the dog and just go to Callahan and then go straight to the property. Yeah, or yeah. come back and <laughs> yeah, or come, come back, back <laughs> do true. the show right. and turn and then, around yeah, and I go could, right back. That might happen too. That's probably what you'll be doing. Yes, that's 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 uh that's. I wish probably, I could. Do that. Yeah, I'll be calling Ricky and Captain Scott. And, Can y'all do Thursday night for me, please? <laughs> so uh, I, I got 18th. some uh, <laughs> I got some texts here that uh, are classic. Mm-hmm. So. You guys were talking, muzzle loader opens yep. today in yep. Georgia. And I got some pictures from Mike Hayes. Okay. And, and he's currently in a in a deer stand mm-hmm. that is of the permanent variety. Correct. Okay. And he's yeah. he's got some uh, some visitors, or should I say residents, that he has so rudely interrupted. Owls? What give me some guesses. So owls, what well, else could be bees? in a deer stand? Huh? Bees? Bees, nope, nope, not bees, not uh, owls. Flying squirrels. Bingo. Gotcha. Okay. He's got flying squirrels hanging out with him in the deer stand. I'll be darned. Look wow. at that. That is so cool. Isn't that cool? Yes, that's cool. I'll have to we'll have to post these up on our Facebook and Instagram page, but he's got a little family of fi- flying squirrels in his deer stand right now. And they're just hanging out, not even scared. <laughs> okay, so I <laughs> I just got a picture. Captain Corey Sparks, who's in a permanent blind. And he's hunting with his son <laughs> this morning, right? And he said, uh, the deer are safe. Oh, his boy's just totally knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget, I put Colt in the stand. Colt was 13 or so. And I you know, walked him down there, put him in the stand, got up in family tradition, everything safe, right? Go get him at 10 o'clock. See anything? Nope, Dad. Nope. Never saw a deer. Like, dang, man. I've got pictures of deer in here every morning. Mm, you know, you got a camera there. Mm-hmm. So I go pull the chip on the camera, <laughs> and there is a beautiful eight point at seven thirty, standing there broadside at, at at fifty yards. And I'm like, and he's uh, got a gun. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm like, well. Well, tell me about this deer. <laughs> he goes, well, I may have been asleep at that time, you know. <laughs> <May have been laughs> totally, totally asleep, you know. Yeah. 
You know, when I was younger, I never slept. Never. Now yeah, I do. I, on a deer stand? Yeah, yeah never. You know, I, I, I find myself that um, I, I, I'm just the opposite. I used to. Now I don't. I mean, at all. I, I don't I, I don't nod off or anything. I, it's it's got to be a permanent stand Yes, for me to nod off. Right, 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 right. Sitting in one of those comfy office chairs well, or something. Well, either like a chair, something where you're right. going to fall out of. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> and know? that's true because I do a lot of bow hunting, you know. But you know, back in the day, we had those gunslingers. Uh, gunslingers. Oh my gosh! These climbing tree stands that we I still would hunt got out of. Yes, and take a nap in that in a minute. It's like, have you ever said one? Yes, it's a hammock. Tree lounge, same way. <laughs> yeah, tree lounge is the oh, same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, those those things. I, I, <laughs> Roger and I and Craig were hunting one morning, and uh, Craig had quit texting us around seven forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was this was rut, so we were. We were staying in contact, you know, and we get back to the truck at 1030, you know, and we ain't had a text from Craig since 745. Okay. And we're like, whoa, you know, you okay? Call him. Nothing. Nothing. And, you know, and he's in a gunslinger. Oh, boy. He's napping. <laughs> Dude, we walk up to him and his head sideways uh-huh. and his mouth's open, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, completely out. And, and, and obviously, I had to mess with him, so I. Broke out the grunt call. Oh, you know, right, right, right underneath him and hit it, and 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 he jumps up, you know, and oh, he's like, I saw a six point, and I'm like, no, you know, you haven't seen anything since about seven forty five. I had, <laughs> I've had, out, had, dude, I've had many a naps. Yeah, in the good permanent stand, yep. you know, again, especially with those ones that have the, the really comfy chairs. Yes. That you can kind of get your you slouch down in uh-huh. just a little bit, lean your head back against the wall, and I remember when I was hunting in Fargo one time. And there was a uh, area that we were uh, had a, a deer stand at it, and it was in an old prison camp. Like literally, it used to be a prison camp from years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So there was a structure there, and so all we did was take a a chair and put it inside this old structure, and it had like a little board missing on the side, and you would shoot out of that, you know. So and it looked down a long road, and uh, and we used to hunt that. <clears throat> so. I never forget Mr. Bill dropped me off. This was, I think, one of the years that I was running back and forth, you know, doing football stuff and, and trying to squeeze in as much hunting as possible. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, go hunt the prison camp uh, this evening. I said, that's awesome. Great, you know. And so he drops me off, and I walk in there, you know, get set up. And, and I'm sitting in that chair, and I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't get my neck, you know, just right to where mm-hmm. it was propped up and catching. And I was exhausted. I was exhausted. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to lay down for a minute on the floor <laughs> in here. And so I, I did. I laid down on the floor, inside, dirt floor. And next thing I know, headlights and a horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the worst one for me is when we did our Alabama trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. special it, circumstances. It, it was. It was. Um, it was uh, the first time that I spent a lot of times with James Schulte and Brother Love. And let's just say we... Uh, they go pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no idea how many Bud Lights Brother Love drank. No idea. A lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it the, the greatest line ever, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's the three of us. We're still hard at it. All right, we got to get up at 5.30 and... Mm. 
James is like, James said, well, the way I see it, might as well just stay up. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't. We, we went in and Jeff knocked on our door. I was in a bunk with, with Schulte. And they. Well, wait, let's clarify yeah, that. Yeah, you right, might want to restate bunk that. Bunk room, right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter anyway. Right? You were in a bunk room with yes. James Schulte, not yeah. in a bunk right. with it's James. Bunk room. You're right. <laughs> clarify. So he knocks on the door at 5.30, whatever it was, and oof. and they put, I was with Bruce Suter, mm. okay, in the same truck, it was me and Bruce, and they put Bruce in like this tower stand, and they drove me down about 400 yards and put me in a ground line mm. with a very comfortable seat, I should mm. say. Well, the problem was, is that we were, Bruce and I were hunting the same deeter. Mm-hmm. His tower stand is looking down at my ground line. Mm-hmm. Well, they picked me up at, I don't know, 10, 10, 30 and see anything? Nope. Never saw a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bruce is like, what about all those deer out there about nine o'clock? And he said, there was a real nice six point. I mean, he said, there must've been 15 deer out there. You never <laughs> saw one. I never, I was dead <laughs> asleep. <laughs> I never saw a deer. Oh, that was a great night. Great night. There was a lot of. A lot of um, activity. There was a lot of activity. Trip. Yes, there yeah. was a lot of activity. And uh, and by the way, uh, the farmers who were the guides, mm-hmm. um, they kind of hung out with us till like midnight, one o'clock. Yeah, uh, they didn't show the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> they sent somebody else because they were like, yeah, boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they come and put you out. I mean, yeah. we don't know where we're going. Right. You know? <laughs> And so I didn't. I didn't partake into that late night oh. activity. I was there to hunt. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can do all that other stuff. At oh, home. it was so much fun. And so the, these guys <laughs> kept the guides up. So the next morning yes. we had we were everybody sitting there. Where? Where are they at? <laughs> what was the name of that uh, something creek? Tatum Creek. Tatum Creek. Yeah. Tatum Creek. Yeah. I can't believe I remember. I, I, I'll. I'll never forget the other thing. You know, because they they got us all together before we hunted the the, the first afternoon. We had to shoot our guns, and we're all in the cabin, really nice place. And these guys were truly farmers. I mean, that's what they did. They, and then they had an outfitter. And they're talking, and, and uh, Brother Love <laughs> raises his hand, and he says, uh, do you all mind if we drink? And, and I'll never forget their answer. They looked at him, and he goes, hey, Brother Love, we're farmers. And we're like, okay. <laughs> it was it was it was a great trip with with a lot of memories. Um, Jeff killed a real nice buck. I did the, the first evening. First evening. First evening killed a real nice buck. And I ended up seeing, and it was one of those places to where you for your fee you get the lodging, you get a buck, and I think you could kill does if you wanted to. Right. And if you wanted a second buck, then it cost an extra specific amount and it wasn't terrible right no it was like 500 bucks it was like five six hundred yeah. bucks or something like that right. so so i'd killed the very first evening and uh it was a nice deer it wasn't a great deer yeah it was it was to their standards which was 15 inches yeah which is you know they had like spread right. you know right. whatever and uh nice deer and uh didn't go far it was awesome and then one of the following days i, I think it was in a, and i know it was in the morning I can't remember if it was the next day or the second or the third day. They dropped me off in a ground blind that might have been the one that you were in. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm sitting there in the morning, and all of a sudden, I've got this old, giant, 250-pound, six-point. I mean, I'm talking monster, Mm -hmm. like monster age-wise, not monster rack-wise. Comes walking out and just broadside and just walks through at 70 yards, 60 yards, 50 yards, and then just walks right through. I mean, if I hadn't killed one already, this one was – Total shooter. This mm-hmm. one was way older than the one I killed. I'd right? have been out of 500 bucks. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, sh- should I? Should I? And then I was thinking, don't, because then somebody else can come here and mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. It, it, you know, which never happens. No. You, you know, given the opportunity, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. He was just cruising through searching for girls, you know, because we were there during the rut in yep. January. I and, like them old bucks and big. Oh, bodies. he was. A, if, if I could go back now, you know, now – a little older, I would, I would, if I could go back and if I had both those deer standing in the food plot, I would have shot and I would shoot the older right. one that didn't have as many points mm-hmm. because Agreed. he was the true trophy from right. an age standpoint. Right. You know, I was faced with a decision like that one time where w- there were a group of us with five people sharing one buck tag, and the deal was that we had to call everybody and say, I shot if mm-hmm. whoever the first one was. Um, this was on a 19,000-acre uh, ranch in, in uh, South Carolina. 19,000? 19,000. 19, oh and you're sharing one tag? Well, yeah. So this was a special deal that we got to go. Uh, there were 20 people in the group, or 25 people in the group, and there were five of us sharing one buck tag. Okay. And this was only for one sit. We didn't. We weren't even allowed to to buck hunt the entire time we were there. Wow. Um is a special circumstance it's called the Brosnan Forest. Okay. And um, it's owned by uh, Norfolk Southern Railroad. Okay. Hold that thought yeah. because I want to hear the story. Yeah. When we come back, we got to take a break. Uh, we come back, we'll do an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. I want to hear the story in South Carolina, and we can talk to Sandy and you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. And if you've got a business or a job site and you need their services, all you got to do is go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. Mm-hmm. I think this comes from Captain Kirk. It did. It did. And, and, and it's a great idea. It is a great idea, but I, I want to ask you guys, because when, whenever you get up in, in your stand... Um, whether it be your ladder stand or your hang-on stand, and, and you've got a pull-up rope, um, I, I, this, you know, this this paracord, this 550 paracord that he's talking about, too thin for me. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I hear I, you. I like something that that's a little thicker than that, maybe maybe a quarter inch. You know, so, and, and, and the reason is is because I mean, my, my bow is not like crazy light. Mm. You know, and and this stuff almost uh, to me. It'll burn your hand sometimes when you're when you're letting it down. It can. You, you know what I'm saying? It can. So, and what <clears throat> what Kirk likes is mm-hmm. it, it's uh, this is from Bass Pro. It's a 550 paracord, and it's uh, the great thing about this is it comes in bulk. You know, big, mm-hmm. long, a lot of a lot of length to it, and so you can trim it, cut it, and not only can you use this for like pulling up your gear, but you can also use this to help if you're camouflaging a stand. You can use this as like threading needle. I think, I think that's, the, uh, yeah, it's, the camo it, around your shooting yeah, rail. You can find other uses for it, for sure. And it lasts forever. The mm-hmm. sun doesn't 
make it uh, brittle, brittle right. which is key, which is also another good reason that it's great for pulling up guns or equipment when you're in the deer stand. And then when you cut it, you can burn the ends of it so that it doesn't fray, right? which a lot of rope you can't do that with. And uh, and I, But I, I know what you're saying, that you like it a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. And you can get the paracord in thicker uh, So it says five, 550 paracord. Is 550? Pound rating. Uh, that's Wait. the pound rating? Okay, all right. So so if, if you bought like 1,000, it would be thicker. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. More than likely it would be thicker. Right, okay. All right. So you can definitely do that. <clears throat> and We'll look pull it up here in a minute. But that's your LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Sandy this morning. Morning, Sandy. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, Sandy. Hey, I enjoyed, um, what, last week was the anniversary show? It was, 26 years. Hey, buddy, it's been a long, good time. Hope for a lot more. <laughs> yes, sir. It's always been fun to listen to y'all. Well, you know, this year I kind of... Lost the lease about two months ago. It ended up getting sold, and we had to move everything off the property. But I got this wedding coming on, so I really hadn't devoted any time to it. But mm-hmm. um, but I guess it was a couple of years ago. I was sitting in one of the box blinds and, you know, snoozing. Next thing I knew, there was some duck hunters about 100 yards away, buddy, and they cut loose <laughs> with about a box of shells. Uh-huh scared me to death and i'm going lord what's going on but and by the way whenever whenever that happens it lasts for maybe 10 12 minutes Mm -hmm. you know that first that first daylight but man when when it when they start when they start coming off the roost and then those ponds man it's it's game on oh yeah but um I'm still waiting to get my wall hanger back that one i shot last year i hadn't got him back but i know he's gonna He's going to be here before Christmas, I hope. That's good. That's good. We appreciate it, Sandy. But I got that wedding next week. But I tell you what, dude, I had the last two weeks I felt like I've been in a war. Well, you know, it looked, hey, by the way, if it's in two weeks, at least we got good weather. Oh, no, it's in, it's a week next Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's that's good so, stuff. But, All right, buddy. All Have right, a good guys, weekend. I love the yep. show. Thanks, Sandy. See ya. All right, uh, let's go talk to. Top Gun this morning. I feel the need for speed. Morning, Top Gun. Morning, buddy. Captain, Captain, hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yes. back. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. What a game last week. Oh, my God, I went berserk. That was a good one, now. I thought I was going to lose my mind. That was a real good one. That was yeah, fun. Did, uh, I wanted to ask you, did... Uh, Little girl, have a good time. She had a ball. Yeah, my That's uh, great. Top Gun. My, That's great. My wife and daughter came over, and they spent about uh, four or five days with me in London, and then they went on to Paris for a couple days to uh, to check out the Eiffel Tower and Wow. And there's a art district. Uh, oh, don't look at me. There that they went to. She did a <laughs> learned how to make macarons, made chocolate. I mean, all kinds of cool things. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. That's a great experience for her. Yes. Um, what I want to know is, while you were over there, Logs, did you have any English peas? I did not eat one bean while I was there. Is that what you're referring how to? About, how about London broil? No. 
<laughs> I, yeah, and I don't know. Does that term come from there? I, I, I have no he asked idea. English peas. I mean, does that well? Uh, so the one thing that they have do no have idea. there is they have these like mashed peas. Mm. So <clears throat> imagine if you were to mash up like green peas. It's like a like mashed instead of mashed potatoes. It's mashed peas. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like a thing over there. So well, between that and the baked beans, I'm like, uh no. <laughs> You know how I get the scoop on stuff? Mm-hmm. I heard that every time you went to a restaurant, that the owner said, here comes that famous American football player that can eat three American subs at one sitting. Call in another cook. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me that's anymore, Top Yeah, Gun. that's right. No, I don't do that no. anymore. I'm, 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 and I, I take my time. I eat slow, and mm-hmm. I don't eat large anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're slim and tall, so very tall. Uh, I got to see a bald eagle the other day, which was kind of cool. When I was going across the Wonderwood Bridge. He was sitting up on top of one of those big, uh, I guess, they're electrical poles or something. The concrete. Yeah, we, we see um, we see a lot of bald eagles this time of year. Yeah, yeah when, when, during the mullet run, you know, and yeah, and they are they are so funny, Top Gun. They they're thieves. They won't they 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 will not dive down and get a mullet. They will huh. wait for the osprey. To dive down and get the mullet, and then they steal it from the osprey. It's so wow. funny, yeah. They 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 wow. they're, they're much bigger than an osprey, and yeah. they, they must be right. intimidating because whenever they're flying at the osprey, you see the osprey just drop that mullet like, oh my god! And then <laughs> and then the bald eagle will fly down and pick up that that mullet. Wow, that's mm-hmm. cool. It's just cool to see them. I yes, it is cool to see them. They're they're yeah, beautiful birds. Yeah. yeah, they are. Now, you know, I'm limited now on my stories. I have to be very selective uh-huh. because of the thousand youths that listen to the show. Correct. Right? Yes. So, so Logs, why does a chicken coop have two doors? I don't know. Well, if it had uh, four doors... It'd be called a chicken sedan. LCS, baby! That's good. Very good, Top Gun. Nice, clean. Uh, I like yes. it. Yes. I like it. Good job. All right, so yes. I want to no, go wait, back I, to I wanna... Ricky's story in South Carolina. So you're on this hunt with how many other guys, and you can only shoot one buck? Yeah, there were there were like 25 of us as a group. Whew. And, um, yeah, we had to – they 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 set groups of guys out on trucks every morning. You get get on the back of this truck and they carry out into the forest. Mm-hmm. And they told us then they said, "Okay, guys, you're you're up. You get you get to share one tag for five of us on this truck." And you know, I'm thinking, "Hey, man, you better lose my number." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you shoot, don't call me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were supposed to call each other. You know, if if somebody were to be lucky enough to harvest a buck. Well, like maybe. 20 minutes after daylight, a, a, a nice buck, which would have been the biggest buck I'd ever killed in my life at this mm-hmm. time, steps out, and he, he's walking down a road. And I'm waiting on him to get closer, and I know that 
the likeliness of other people, if I've seen a buck, you know. Right, they're probably like, seeing them too. Yeah, so yeah. I know I need to get this done kind of quick. Well, he stops behind a tree. He's walking down a road perpendicular to me, and he, he stops behind a tree, and I, I can't see him at all. He's like 120 yards away. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm, I've got my gun drawn. I scope up. I'm, I'm looking at him and or looking at the tree right. where I think he is. Man, like 10 minutes goes by. An honest 10 minutes. It felt like an hour right. goes by. And I'm like, where did he go? So I let my gun down. And I'm looking around. And I noticed there's a, a big buck at the feeder, which is right a, a, a dis, a, off to the left of him. So I'm trying to. I was like, how did he get over there without me seeing him? And so um, I'm I'm trying to get a shot on that buck, but there was a bunch of stuff that was overgrown around the feeder, <laughs> like dog fennels, and I couldn't right. shoot. Well, so after about 10 more minutes of trying to get a shot on him, I realized that the buck that I had been looking at is is still over there. He had he stayed behind that tree the whole time. It wasn't a different – it was right. a different buck. Huh. So now I'm trying to make a decision of which – Which one's better. Right. Yes. And that takes like 20 or 30 more minutes, and – Finally, the shot I ended up taking was just a, a, a poke. You know, it was a good luck. You know, right. Hopefully, hopefully, this works out. And I, and I dropped him, and he ended up being a seven and a half year old eight point. Nice. And, and how I made my decision was is that the the other buck, the nine point that that first came out, every time he would chase does by this other deer, he the bigger buck or they weren't much different in size uh, antler wise, but body wise. Well, I couldn't really tell that either because of the, all the sage growing around. But the younger buck would run by him, and, and the bigger buck, you could just tell, bow, he would bow, bow up bow and he would up. just stay there. Right. He didn't, you know, I was like, okay, and then he would run off. So What's like, the story oh, about mm-hmm. the, the young bull and the old bull? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's how I made my decision. I knew he was the, 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 the bigger. So you got the buck out of the five people? I did. You did? Yeah, but yeah. – but the. <laughs> It's oh. interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two of a shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. and did we have a second recovery? We did. Okay, yeah. and everything was okay. It was okay because uh, of of the age of the buck that I shot. He was oh. seven and a half years old. Okay, they were good with it. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know what? Well, that's good. Yep. yep. Good decision. Uh, how much did it weigh? Because South Carolina deer, some in some places aren't huge. It wasn't body-wise. huge, and uh, this was the very beginning of the rut for them. Uh, very, very, probably pre-rut still. Which should have been their full, bo- big, bigger body because they're not run down. Should have been, yeah. Uh, the, the, he weighed 170 pounds, and he yeah. was 120 inches. Okay. That, that's a great South, South Carolina Yeah, deer. that's 120 inches. Yeah. Good, good deer. Yeah, yeah. because if, if you were to, uh, like the area that I used to hunt and uh, with Scott Parker, which was Ridgeland, um, they would have deer that were like that, and they'd be like trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. But you go to in, in a Georgia, some some parts of Georgia, mm-hmm. especially over there in that I seventy five corridor where Dooley. yeah, where yep. the a lot of agriculture and everything. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking two hundred and fifty pounds mm-hmm. is not crazy. What's the biggest weighted deer you've killed on your property? A little over two hundred. Okay, yes, ours and two- that was last day of the season. Wow. Okay, which I is killed, crazy. I, I, I killed uh, um, a. a a buck that we had named Fat Boy, and um, he was he was two oh six, and he was a block. I mean, when I when he when he when he went by me because I was I was in a box blind. No, I was in a ladder stand. I'm sorry, and when he, he just came running by me at like at like ten o'clock, you know, and I'm like, what the? And and his horns didn't look that big to me, mm-hmm. you know. 
but I, he had this huge body, and and he came running by me, and he took a left, and when he we took the left across the road is when I was when I killed him, and I went down, and he had really good eight point, yeah. you know, um, but but his body was so big that you know his it, it didn't it his, it made his horns look small, but I'll never forget when he went by me, he looked he just looked square, you know, I mean yeah. just big Bonk. big body, yeah. Blockish. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Chris, Joel, and Leon mm-hmm. right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. You're in the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go. Randy Marion Cadillac located on Southside Boulevard just north of JTB. And also, don't forget, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, truck, car, whatever, go in there and see my good buddy Steve Tabergen and uh, say, Steve, listen, I'm looking for this, this, and this with this much mileage and maybe, you know, around this price and... Uh, They've got other dealerships now that they can pull all over the southeast and find exactly what kind of pre-owned vehicle you want at Randy Marion Cadillac. Once again, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, myself, Jeff Logerman, Captain Ricky Papour this morning, and a special guest this morning, Jeff. Mm-hmm. We're going to go, and, and, and as a matter of fact, this is your buddy, right? Yeah, we went to high school together. We- Good friends. Uh, Good friends. So Used to be. It's Joel? Yeah. Joel Hutchinson. Joel, Joel Hutchinson, okay, um, was gator hunting mm-hmm. over this past week? Yeah, I believe it was. All right, well, let's bring him up. We want to hear the story. Morning, Joel. Good morning. How are y'all? Morning, Joel. <laughs> morning. All right, so um, have you ever gator hunted before? Is this the first time that did, – did, did you apply for a tag? How does this work? <clears throat> um, It's my – second season doing it on my own uh i've been with other people kind of in the past you know kind of learning a little bit but um it's my second year i'm actually um applying for tags and getting tags so 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 uh, you apply for a tag and of course everybody wants to kill a big gator of course right so how do you go about where you're gonna hunt and where where does the law allow you to hunt um well you apply for your tag you got certain areas you know you, you um you apply for and it's just basically a lottery system um you may get them you may not you know i mean a lot of people put in all kind of areas hope just to get a tag but uh you know i put in for a plaque of south for my area like i said if i get it i get it but um it's pretty good location i think so and once you get drawn you kind of do your homework start riding and looking and Joel lives right there, so he know he knew this gator was there. Okay, is, is that right, Joel? You knew he was there before you applied. Uh, kind of, sorta. I know there's some big ones in the area, but um, I actually didn't see this gator here until probably about a week and a half ago. Which uh, I started running you know, about a month before the season, just just riding and looking. And then I've been running the whole season, and then he popped up about a week and a half ago when I seen him. And then um, we had to leave and go out of town, and then we came back this week, and. I didn't actually set out that morning to go get a gator. Yeah. Well, I did, but my partner that was going to go with me kind of backed out on me, so I ended up uh, threw all the shrimp nets in the boat. I was going to go shrimping instead, so um, I left out that morning and headed shrimping down to Wallachia, and uh, I stopped there at Murphy's Island right there. It's kind of like a hole. I said, fog was starting to set in a little bit. So I said, I'll try it here for a minute, let the fog kind of do its thing, and um, looked across the way. I seen a little six, seven-foot gator swimming out. And I said, man, let me just ride over this, check it out. Cause I know that big gator. I've seen him about a week and a half ago there. And I pulled over there, sat there and waited about 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, here he comes out the bushes right there. So <laughs> Swimming out um, into the main river. Yep. And, and Joel, I, I don't know. Into the main big. river. The, yeah, the St. John's, yeah. Wow. 
And, yeah. and this area where he's talking about is the most public sandbar in our yeah. county. Oh, no kidding. Lo- lo- it's right there. Local hangout every weekend. I mean, there's 50 to 100 boats there every weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so you're by yourself. Uh, yep. You see this gator. You've got a gator tag. What's our next step? Well, I was like debating. I was like, man, should I go get him or not? So I, I was thinking himself. he was probably like yeah. 11, yeah. 11, 12 foot maybe. Okay. I didn't think he was that big. But um, but we seen him that week and a half ago when we come around the corner right there. He just took off on plane and headed back up in the swamp. We didn't even have a chance at him. I said, well, he's going to do the same thing this morning to me. So I said, what the heck? You know, nothing to lose. The fog was there. I couldn't do nothing anyway. So, um, so I started on, on, on just to- real quick, Joel, what does the law require you to do to harvest an alligator? I mean, how do you have to take them? How does that work? Um, it, it's not like it is you see on TV. Um, here, you know, you can either uh, cast them like with a treble hook on it, uh-huh. or if, if you decide to use bait, the bait's got to be attached, you know, to your fishing reel, your hand, or something like that. You can't just set like a bush hook or nothing like you see on TV. Right. For some um, reason, I don't want to have bait attached to my hand. <laughs> no, yeah. no I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. 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 Most, with that 550 paracord. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, which most people use, like you know, your rod and reel, and you got to use like a wooden peg in it versus like a hook, uh, in case yeah. the line breaks off. I guess he can pass it on through versus the hook hanging up in them, uh, so the gator keep on living. Uh, a little bit different from what you see on TV, and then you can't use no rifle, nothing like that. You got to use a bang stick. So, so you can't just assume- like cruise down the river, see a big alligator, break out the rifle, lay on the front deck of the boat, <laughs> and whack them. No, nope. not legally. You can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was younger, we used to do it uh, running gun style, but with a harpoon. Somebody would stand on the bow of the boat. We'd run up there, and he he actually hit him with a harpoon, like tuna fishing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so we're we're in the river. You see this big alligator. Yep. All right. Keep, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> but anyway, um, I started trolling to him. He was about ten foot off the bank right there. Obviously, he started easing back in towards the bushes right there a little bit, and he sat down. And this time, I'm probably about thirty yards away from him, maybe. I keep on creeping up there just a little bit closer. I didn't see no mud, no bubbles, no ripples, you know, like he took out. So I'm thinking he just sat down on the bottom. So I cast on up in there. And, of course, I hook a log right off the bat. So I said, well, that just messed him up or whatever. He just took on out of here. I said, well, I said, I'm going to give it to 730. The fog was starting, starting to kind of lift a little bit. I said, if I don't see nothing, you know, I'm going to go ahead and head and run to uh, Wallaca and go shrimping. And uh, it was about five minutes. He popped back up about 30, 40 yards away from me again. And probably about 30, 40 yards off the hill, I said, well, I said, I didn't try them once. I said, let's see what happens again. By this time, he's full body out of the water, on top of the water. And I start trolling down to him, and I'm gaining on him, gaining on him. I'm like, man, he's fixing to go down any minute. And I get down in between him and the bank right there. He's still full body out of the water, ain't paying me no attention. And I said, man, what the heck? So I threw, a, threw at him. I probably overthrew him about by 10 foot. And I was like, man. So I started cranking it back in. All of a sudden, I snagged him, and I start set the hook. Set the hook, you know what I mean? And he's still just swimming on down the river. They didn't pay me no mind. By this time, I'm thinking I'm going to hook the tree out there in the middle that's of the river. A, that's a oh, big gator if you don't God. pay you any mind. You're setting yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said it like three or four times. And like I say, he's still full body out of the water. He catches some fun a little bit. And I don't even pay me no mind. It like, seemed like 30, 40 seconds of that. All of a sudden, he just come alive and realized I didn't have him. And uh, he took off. And then, of course, we're So hold, hold on. Take me through your gear. What do you, what, what do you have? You got a treble um, hook, right? Yeah, I got a, um, a big treble hook on it. It's weighted treble hook. Um, and then I got a, 
heavy action, ugly stick, seven foot, and with a, a pin uh, fisher with them, sixty five hundred. Yep. And this rod here, I got fifty that's, pound braid on. That's a bass reel. <laughs> yeah, that's a bass rod and reel. <laughs> so you got probably what eighty pound, sixty five pound braid. Um, on my casting rod, out there, I use I run fifty pound braid. Okay, um, trying to get a little bit further distance on them because right now, I mean, the longer the season goes, the harder it is to get closer yep. to them. Okay, so I kind of get them hooked with that, then I'll swap over to another rod that's got um some eighty pound braid on it, mm-hmm. and then fight them with, fight them with that one there, and kind of use my casting rod kind of as a backup, keep them located okay. on. Them. So, so, so this is old man in the sea. Okay, yeah. what kind of a boat you got? Um, I got a, a sea arc, eighteen and a half foot sea arc. Okay, so we got an eighteen foot boat, and you're on the front of the deck, standing there with a bass rod. And you've yep. got an absolute dinosaur it's, it's hooked up. Nantucket sleigh ride. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm hanging on the front of the boat. You know, okay. I sit down in my seat and put my feet up and let them drag me. Okay, so, so you got you got a post seat up on the front deck. Yeah. All right, so all right, I'm getting a visual. Yes. Okay, so how Okay, go ahead. Uh, how so, long? Um, He ended up dragging me down the river. I don't know. I'm going to say probably 75, 80 yards, and then finally he sat down on the bottom right there. And then... I fought him probably about 20 minutes right there by myself, and then he finally sat down on the bottom, and I can't do nothing with him. I'm saying, man, what I'm thinking, what I'm going to do, you know what I mean, trying to come up with a game plan. I didn't quite think it through all the way when I started out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, normally kind of way you would goes. have a buddy that uh, yeah. would get another rod. Yeah, yeah. yeah something. So, so then I'm getting on the phone. I'm going, he finally sat down and started getting on the phone, calling Brown, see, like, wake somebody up. Hey, y'all need to come give me a hand. And, um. I finally actually got a hold of the boy that was supposed to go with me. I said, hey, man, you need to wake up because he does uh, shift work. He actually worked out that morning, and I actually called him. I said, hey, man, we're going in the morning. He's like, no, man, I'm, I'm tired. I need to go home to the house and give me a little bit of sleep. I said, all right. So anyway, I called him and woke him up. I said, you need to come on down here. I said, I think I got about 11, 12-foot gator on the line there. I said, I can't do nothing with him. And um, <clears throat> it was about 40, 50 minutes away before he got there or whatever. So I'm sitting on the bottom holding this thing, you know, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, I'm like, man, I just need to be patient, be patient. Because normally I get a little excited and get a little rush. You know what I mean? You need to break the line off or to pull the hook on them. So that there was about 10, 15 minutes. Like, man, I got to do something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to come up with an idea of what mm-hmm. I can do. So I set my rod down in my rod holder on the side of my console right there and think I can keep pressure on the line and I can get my throat hook and try to hook them with that and fight them with a little bit bigger rope, maybe get them up. And, um, so you're gonna you're gonna throw was, like a weighted treble with paracord or something, right? Oh so, boy, yeah, that didn't quite go out like I planned. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tried that. You know what I mean? I chunked it out there, and then I started dragging it along. I said, I feel him. I go to set the hook on that and set him. And of course, it, he felt it. You know, and he comes alive. He's still fresh of energy, and he took off. And which my rods on the side holders on the side of my console is recessed ones. Yeah. Of course, it broke it off the rod, like lean wheel oh, on the side of the boat, man. about snatched it off. I'm it, like trying to grab it. I'm like, man, broke that was the rod? Dumb. rod? No, it broke rod the rod holder. holder. Oh, no. In the, in the boat, yeah. So the rod's like almost laid over on the railing of the boat by this time, about to come out. So I'm like trying to grab it back, letting the mother line loose. So I was like, man, that was a dumb idea. I just got to hang tight. I mean, so I called him back and he's to see where he was at. Um, he's about 15 minutes away. I was like, man, you need to come on. I said, I don't know how much longer we can hold him. So, but, uh, so you still had, had two a, hooks in him at this point? This is just one hook. Just oh, one no, hook. this was just one hook at this time, right? Just the rod. So Yeah. Yep. Okay. And okay. this is like on my 50-pound braid. It's my little bit lighter line. So I'm like, man, I'm trying to be patient, but getting excited at the same time. Um, as I say, and I had uh, 
Lee Nine is the one that uh, got a hold of and had him swing by picking my dad. He's uh, 74, 76 years old, so get him out the house. He come by there with him, and um, they showed up, and, and uh, we ended up getting a second hook in them, and we're fighting them with both hooks. I got to say, 80 pound on the a second hook. We still can't get them up off the bottom. Fighting them, fighting them, and um, so that's what, then we try to get that my big throw hook on them, which is a like a sixteen knot hook I made, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. four prong, uh, weighted, and we got him on it. I got some five eighths rope on there. We got him hooked up and got him pulled up to the top of the water there at one time, and um, we actually dogged the rope off on the side of the cleat on the boat. So I mean, are, are you tired. all in your boat? Did they come and jump on yeah. your boat? Okay, yeah, we all jumped in his boat and just let his boat on his go boat. on down the river. Okay, yep. So his floated on down the river just give her some room um so we got him pulled up with this big throw hook i got made and got it dogged off the side of the boat we're gonna put a harpoon in him just to have a you know a steel cable and some good rope uh to fight him with and of course whenever we hit him with that harpoon he come alive again and we done had him dogged off the side of the boat which <sighs> my boat sits probably 18 20 inches out of the water maybe a little better yeah yeah and he and he took off and then pulled that whole boat down to about three inches down to the edge of the water Ooh. just pulling us in and luckily was able to split the rope just enough to let the keep the boat from going over the side <laughs> and then uh and then he straightened out them two prongs on that throw hook i said they're like quarter inch shank wow. stainless hook i mean he just pulled them straight on out but um so we had the harpoon in them by then i still had the two rods on them and then uh we was able to still fought them and he didn't go down easy and uh Finally got him up where we could use the bang stick on him. And he How got long is a bang stick? Yeah, good question. A bang stick? Yeah. Um, it's basically like a a, a pole. It's got like a little sleeve on the end. You put your bullet in it. Right. How, but how yeah, long? Six, like six feet. Six? Um, yeah, yeah like four to six feet, depending on which one you buy. I want one about fifteen foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I said mine's probably roughly about five foot, maybe. Okay. All right. I say it's um. 44 Magnum. You know I mean? You think you could stop anything with that? Yeah. But um, he kind of come up a little bit, kind of belly side up, facing up. By this time, I think we had him wore down pretty good. So we're trying to reach under the water and, and get a good shot on him on the back of the head. And uh, Buddy Lee there hit him. So we got him, you know, done deal. And um, and we've got a like a, one of my uh, dock lines I got, a little bit bigger rope, so we mm-hmm. can handle on to. We got him around the neck, got him up, you know. And uh, then was a wrestle then trying to get him in the boat. So we're trying to bounce him up and down like a bobber. (laughs) Wait, wait, you're you're, going to pull him in the boat? Yeah, we're going to put him in the boat. Yep. Folks, the the pictures are up on our Facebook and Instagram page right now. Mm -hmm. Take a look at these pictures, and and you'll understand why I'm asking this question. How in the hell are you going to get this thing in a boat? It's not easy. (laughs) For real. In, a, in yeah. an eighteen foot boat? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, well, lucky if my boat's wide. You know what I mean? That thing uh-huh. you know, seven foot wide. You know what I mean? So it's the bigger um, sea art boat. But um, I mean, you need like you need a boat that's got like a tuna door that's about three and a half, four foot wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or a crane or something. On yeah, it, you know? yeah, like those like yeah. what's that? Tuna Deadliest catch? Yeah, no, the tuna shows. The wicked yeah. tuna. Wicked yeah. tuna. You yeah. need one of them things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good right. lord. Yeah, that would have been that would have been helpful. That's for sure. Yes. But uh, there's an art to so, it though. What, Joel, how much did the gator weigh? Seven. Uh, seven hundred and twenty-three pounds. 
So three guys got to lift 723 pounds yeah. on a moving platform. Yeah. And he, there's no handle to grab. No, there's nothing. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to kind of roll him in or something. You do. There's an art to it where you lay the back of his head up there and somebody grabs the back leg and you roll him. It's a, Okay. Yeah. I mean, we got the pictures up and yeah. you, got a, you got a John Deere, okay, with a front end loader. And my guess is is you've got an implement on the back of it to counter counterweight the weight of the gator. Yeah, I got the yeah. There's a backhoe attachment on the backhoe. I figured that. Yep. Okay, and 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 then the alligator. Uh, we got a picture. We got a picture of the scale there. Seven hundred twenty-two point five pounds. I mean, this the head on this thing yep. is massive. Yeah, it was um right at twenty-seven inches long on the head. You know what I mean? He was probably yeah. uh. 16, 18 inches wide, and you laid him on the ground right there, and he was probably another 16, 18 inches tall off the ground. Wow. Just the head wow. and the neck and all that. And and you so, said he was 14 and a quarter? Yep, 14 and a quarter inch. All right, so so Joel, there's a picture of two guys. Which one is you? Uh, the, the one on the left in the shorts right there. Okay, you're in the shorts and the Crocs. Yep. All right. <clears throat> and, and I can tell you um, – I'm trying to picture you, okay, in a boat by yourself yep. with yep. a bass rod. Joel's kind of gritty. Fighting that thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm a wiry. I'm just, wiry. Yeah. God, man. <laughs> but I, I, I'm about the, uh, I'm six foot, 175 pounds. You know what I mean? I ain't a big person, but like I say, I'm going to hold my own as long as I can. Oh, that's, <laughs> great. that's a great story. That's a great story, Joel. All right, so um, now you got this big yeah. giant gator. Um, now what do you do with it? Yeah, we have um once we had got got them up there, got them shot. We had to putting the rope around them. You know, we get them bouncing like a bobber, and say we get them pulled up and get his head pulled down over the side of the boat, and then jump to the other side of the boat and dog that rope off, and then both of us can start working on like you say, grabbing his legs. You basically just roll them down the side of the boat till he flops in. But um, and then once we got him in, we got to looking at him. You know, we got his mouth taped up by this time, and the looking at where we shot him at and then the bullet actually didn't even um go in him it just like mushroomed out on top of his head oh, so, oh no the, the whole time you know i mean he, he was wasn't dead i think we ended up drowning he's him got a happened, concussion but, yeah he's yeah. got yeah so, I've, I've done that, that before that's what i think he got a concussion and uh we ended up drowning him is what happened but um and then we stick him with a knife near the back of the head and yeah. you know kind of finish him on off but um like i say i mean their heads are just that hard you I mean Forty-four Magnum, which you know, I mean, I know it's point blank, but like you say, just the mushroom, mushroom that out on top of his head, yeah, and, no and kidding. not even go in them. I mean, that's how hard their heads are. All right, so, so we, I know we need to take a break, but I, I gotta ask. So, so, what do you do with the gator now? Um, normally take him to a processor, you know, and you'll yep. get him clean and get the meat back. But yep. when I took him over there, he, uh, I actually had a guy, my processor, hang on. He said, I got a guy that's looking for a big gator, um, so he called me. Uh, the guy's actually from Texas and bought it, and uh, he bought it off of me. He's taking it back to Texas. He's going to do a full-body mount. Oh, and put it in that'll be awesome. That's way cool. So, yeah. And uh, he's going to do me a replica head mount and send that back to me. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, so I got the head. You know I mean, um, I actually got 11-1 earlier in the year, me and my son. Um, so I got plenty of gator meat. Yeah. So, I mean, he made me a pretty good offer on it. I couldn't refuse, so. Heck, yeah. Um, so what, what so I'm, that I'm, I couldn't. One one other thing. What's the biggest gator killed in Florida? Uh, fourteen foot three and a half inches. And, and yours that was, was fourteen and a quarter. Oh my yep. god! Fourteen <laughs> foot in, and one back quarter. Back in two thousand ten, that was the last big gator like recorded. It was back in two thousand ten. 
And Joel, do you know how much that gator weighed the the, pre, the record? Um, I have to try to remember. I want to say it was like nine hundred and thirty-two pounds or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's wow. a pretty healthy gator. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. I mean, that's not the one I was thinking. I yeah. was thinking there was one uh, like a fourteen-one maybe that was killed eh, maybe like six, seven years ago, but it was only like four hundred pounds. Right. Huh. Yeah, I mean they vary in, in sizes and weights. I mean, depending on where you're getting them at, you know what I mean, and what part of the season it is and the location. I mean, I've seen short gators be big, fat, and healthy, and I've seen gators be long and skinny. Yeah, yeah. so absolutely. I mean, that they're just cool. kind of coming out of mating season too, so it yeah. kind of wears them down a little bit. Joel, but, th- thank you, buddy. What a great a, story! A, a great story. Congratulations. Um, we totally appreciate you calling in and and, and sharing that with us. Uh, that yep. now, and by the way, I, I when I talked to Joel yesterday, yeah, I said I don't want to know anything. I I, I just <laughs> I, I gave him the phone number. I said, I want to hear the story on the air. Had no idea, first off, that by himself in the daylight. Yeah. You know, that great yeah. story. So so when it you, when you pull up to a boat we, ramp. We, we were wore out, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the next day sure. I called my man, and he was like, man, my butt hurts, my back hurts, my arms hurt. I said, you ain't the only one. I mean, it takes everything you got. I mean, it wears you out. When you pull up to a uh, boat ramp with a 14-foot alligator in your boat. Oh, man, people were running everywhere coming out <laughs> yeah. of the and off the docks and stuff. And we put in right there at the city dock. I mean, we had a, a, a crowd of 10 or 15 people in just a second. I mean, it was, everybody was running out of vehicles to see it. And we didn't think once we got him in the boat, he probably wasn't maybe about 13 foot maybe once we got him in there. And it wasn't until we got him stretched out on the ground. And the time I got to the house, word done got around. Hell, I had 10 or 12 people here at the house already waiting on me. And everybody's guessing, you know, 13-3, 13-6, you know what I mean? Yeah. We pulled 14 and a quarter on them. Wow. But, um, like I say, a little bittersweet. I mean, I called the uh, FWC, tried to get them recorded a little bit, and um, talked to two or three different people. And basically, the woman told me, you know, if I didn't have nothing over three and a half, you know, 14, three and a half, that they didn't want to look at it. I was like, well, okay. He's like, well, we can't give everybody trophies. And I was like, man, that's kind of hard. I thought I was proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, we'll give you a trophy yeah, right that's here, right, man. That's we'll awesome. you, yeah. I'll send you, you know I'll send you a, an outdoor show hurt, a shirt and a hat. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. There you awesome, go. Man. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, so I took it on to the processor. Well, two days later, the FWC, another woman called me and said, hey, we heard about this big gator you got registered on your for your tags. She said, we need to come measure it to put you in a record book. And I was like, well, that gator's gone. She's like, you don't have it still? I was like, no, man. I said, that was two days ago. I said, you can't keep them, you know, that long. You know, the hide will start slipping, the meat go bad and stuff. She's like, well, you should have called me to record us. So I did call y'all. And the woman basically you know, told me, you know, and I had the, a bigger one. They weren't interested in looking at it, which it would have been big enough for um, fourth place, which was set back in 1989. Fourth place so, all time in the state of Florida. And yeah, they didn't want to come out I mean? and take a look. Wow. No, I mean, basically, that's what a woman told me. So we don't give out trophies to everybody. I'm like, man, how rude. <laughs> I was like, man. Just got the wrong choice words, but. Yeah. She had a bad day. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No yeah. Kidding. And then the second one, but, uh, she's like, well, you catch another gator this big. She said, you give me a call. She said, uh, and uh, we'll come out and measure. I said, man, you ain't never going to hit. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Like yeah. Hitting yes. the lottery, you know. And uh, I thought I told her it was like hitting the lottery. She said, well, the drawing's at night. She said, good luck, and hung up on me. <laughs> I was like, man, I said, two of them working down there. So a little bittersweet, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm still proud of it. I mean, it was a good time, good fight, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's been making the news all over Florida and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's exciting to see, you know, the, the comments, you know, people blowing it up and this and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gator killer, you should have let them live. And then you oh, got yeah. people firing back, you know what I mean? Yeah, ignore all that mess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's all managed through the state, you know what I mean? A nuisance program. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Yep. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good time. Me and my boy enjoy well, it. So, 
Well, thanks, th- um, thanks, thanks for sharing with us, Joel. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me on the show. All right, buddy. All right, thank Keep you, Joel. Good. See you, Mr. Joel. Joel Hutchinson. Yes. Uh, with a f- over 14-foot alligator. What a great story. It's a great story. Does it get any better than that? No. That was yeah, awesome. A, a bass rod on a, a ba- treble yeah, hook? Yeah, yeah. Just laying. I, and and uh, that was but the only other question I wanted to ask him is the first cast that, that, he, that he snagged the gator. Yeah. Where did he hook him? You know, was it further in the back? Was it further up front? You know, because it makes a difference how you can pull yeah, on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know? where you hook a fish. Right, right. that's no what I'm saying. When you right? would, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I had that same question. That's still, that's the third time I've I heard t- We'll text them. Yeah. Text them yeah. and text then we, we can tell so we can find out. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll talk to uh, all the folks that have been waiting and on hold forever. Sorry about that. But what a great story Mr. Joel Hutchinson got. A gator that was over 14 foot. Number four. Number four all time in the state of yep. Florida. Uh, congratulations to him, and I hope it's not bittersweet in the long term just because the FWC screwed up the response. Uh, it happens. All right, uh, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us right here again on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, so uh, we uh, we talked to Joel to find out exactly where that big, giant 14-foot alligator was hooked yeah. initially with the bass rod with an Ambassador 5500. 50 pound braid, mm-hmm. front left shoulder. Front left shoulder. Yep. Front left shoulder. Which is about as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can you can pull on them good from there. Steering point. Yeah. And it's soft up there. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that's what a great story. Yes. Great I mean, story. Can you imagine if you had all of that on video? <laughs> I mean, the entirety. Yeah. You know, from yes. seeing the alligator and I mean, yes. you could have made a, an outdoor show movie out of that. Yes, yes. Um, and, and and the if you had a gator tag, mm-hmm. you all right. I'm calling Joel. No, I, I get it. No, and 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 and, and you were shrimping in yeah. the daylight, right? And, yep. and and by the way, you had your stuff yep. with you. And this fourteen, you know, you think it's thirteen foot? It's a giant gator. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. would you do it by yourself? I would absolutely throw on him because I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way I'm going to get him, right? So, and it's yes. not going to happen, right? But I would, I would try. Okay. We're, we're going to work this out. Yeah, because, we're going to work this out. Because okay. the, the best plans are the ones where you go, you know what? We'll just figure it out. All right, yes. right, right. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. And here's the thing. Thank God for cell phones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, because otherwise, it doesn't happen. No. No, 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 no. There's no way you can get that alligator. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I mean, you probably it could probably happen, but it would take a lot of things to fall into place just mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> What Joel, a great story. Joel said four hours from initial hook set to end the boat. Unreal. Wow. Four hours. Four hours. Four hour fight. Can you I just can't imagine. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let me bring up Captain Leon. Morning, Leon. Hey, good morning, Jeff, Kirk. I mean, uh, Kevin and uh Ricky. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> that was a long night. Huh? Yeah, that was a long <laughs> night last night. I reviewed my text message chain last <laughs> night this morning and i realized i should be putting my phone away when i've had a couple of days. <laughs> yes yes there should be a 7 30 curfew yeah there's a cutoff yeah it's, it's about three three beers yeah that's my cutoff yeah, yeah. yeah. yes I, I i get it so you're uh fishing with mr bouncer smith this morning i have bouncer right here beside me i thought you'd like to say good morning to him. absolutely good morning guys good morning, good morning. bouncer how are you oh, i'm doing great i'm out here the water's beautiful the Weather's beautiful, and I already caught a redfish this morning. This Leon's starting to learn how to fish a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I give him, I give him some credit. He's, uh, 
Um, uh, he's he's been doing good, Bouncer. How about you? Where, where else have you been fishing? Oh, I, I on the first I drove to uh, Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. I fished there a couple days, and then I uh, moved up to Moorhead City, North Carolina, and fished there a couple of days, and then I went back to Little River and fished in the driving rain. And now I'm here in uh, Palm Valley with Leon. So it's really been a fun trip. Uh, I've caught some big bull red. I've caught a lot of undersized flounder. Uh-huh. I've caught some little rat red. And my first northern wheat fish. Uh, caught a bunch of stone crabs. Some amberjack has been crazy. Yeah. Crazy lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, stone crabs, they can pull their traps tomorrow or is it today? I'm not well, sure. we yeah. caught these in North Carolina. Yeah, I know. I was just our, our stone crab season's coming up too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yours starts tomorrow. tomorrow okay, yeah. that's what I we thought. Had, we, I don't want to make anybody jealous or anything, but the other night, three of us sat down to fifty claws <sighs> from largest to jumbos, not claws, yeah. but jumbos. For three people, we had fifty claws in front of us. We surrendered at about 25 or 30, and then two of us finished the rest off two nights later. <laughs> really, really tough. Thing. Okay, yeah, you did make us jealous, by the way. Yeah, but but, yeah, well, but we'll 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 have we'll have our share here this week for sure. That's right. For sure, no doubt about it. Our and, old uh, buddy Harold uh, takes care of us. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, Bouncer, it's great talking to you, and uh, enjoy your day with Leon. Well, any day with Leon is a ball. <laughs> As you guys well know, the thing that got me worried is he does have a six-pack on ice. And I've only drank <laughs> two beers in my life, so I know they're not for me. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Uh, the tail of the dog that bit him? Yes, the hair of the dog. Yeah. That's what it is, the hair of the dog. Well, listen, i got to run off. I'm, it's rumored that I'm in a good fishing spot, so right, i got to go see if this guy knows what he's talking about. All right. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Bouncer-Smith. Be good, buddy. Take care, guys. I'll see you, I'll Leon. See you, Leon. So, <laughs> so give people an idea of Bouncer-Smith. Like 50-some-odd years as a charter captain? Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the, the most famous tarpon uh, charter captains out of Miami, and that's who Mark Soson always fished with, mm-hmm. tarpon fishing. And I met... I met Bouncer, I guess it was two years ago when he was at Comanche Cove, or was it last year? Two years ago, yeah. Two, two years ago, and um, I introduced myself, you know, Captain Kevin Favor Bouncer, you know, I know about you from Mark Sosa, and he, and he, he goes, you're that guy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you, what do you mean? And he said, he said, Mark Sosa always bragged about you. Because the biggest tarpon that he ever caught was with you mm. and not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. I just pulled up something on 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 Bouncer Smith's okay yeah. profile. Um, his guests or clients over seventy world records. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's, that's, incredible. Amazing. that's incredible. Yeah. Amazing tarpon fisherman. So I mean, this guy is like, you know, when you start. Putting the, the the pecking order of charter captains in history, this guy's near the top. Oh, absolutely! I mean, he's one of the best ever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. way cool. Does he do a TV show now, or is he? No, just... uh, he does. From what I understand, he does consulting. Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. What the hell are you doing, Leon? Probably trying to help <laughs> Leon out a little bit. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Uh, we come back. We'll do a 
Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store has the youngest, most dependable fleet in the industry. And if you need a piece of equipment for anything, and I mean anything, Ring Power has it all, go to ringpower.com. This week's tip comes from you, Kevin. It's yeah, the time of year. It, it's it, And you know what? I, I'll be very honest with you. I use this tip about this time every year. But I love trail cameras. Trail cameras to me are so much fun. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, these, these new um, cell phone cameras are, are addicting. <laughs> but you got the same camera that I did. I reveal tactum. Yeah, yeah, yeah fa- fantastic cameras. But but here's here's my 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 tip is that on my hundred acres, which I love to, to, to stay on my property. We got a big lease, but you know, obviously we have other people hunting. Um, I, I don't I didn't have a picture of a buck all year. Lots of does, lots of fawns, you know. And I had gotten down out of my stand one morning and and was walking. At, on a, on a certain tree line, and Jeff, you know this, and you know this. Um, they, they a lot of times they'll scrape the same trees each year, you know. And I walked by a certain tree, and I was like, "Oh, there's a buck in here somewhere," you know. And 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 by the way, my 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 camera that I've had in all year is only 50 yards from this spot, but this buck did not go near that other camera. So I, I grabbed my cell phone camera and put it in there that afternoon, and the next morning I got a picture of him in that scrape. Mm. You know, so re- really cool. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we all have these pictures during the summertime of these these big bachelor groups of bucks, you know, in velvet. And they're out there in the daytime in the peanut fields. Well, whenever they lose that velvet, they go wherever. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, and, and, and you, you, you have to relocate these bucks. Uh, some of them may go miles away. You may never see them again. But you need to, to know what is on your property. And one of the best ways to know uh, what bucks stay on your property is to put a camera over a scrape. Yeah, and the, uh, we're big fans of these uh, Reveal. Yes, Tacticam. Yeah, it's, uh, mine's a Reveal X-Pro something yeah, you're, or other. Yeah, yeah, mine's older than yours. The yeah. X-Pros are the, are the newer ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and awesome. I mean, you sign up and you pay a fee for the year. Yep. And then you get unlimited data. You mm-hmm. can get video if you want to. Well, and, and the other thing, Jeff, is they're great security. Yes. You know, I mean, during, you know, during the off season, I've got them all around my house and, and down the driveway. I mean, I, I know what's going on all the time. Yeah, the so. uh, Reveal Tacticam company, they've got a bunch of different cameras. A uh, big fan of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you, any question that you have, their customer service is impeccable. Well, let, let me tell you a real quick story. I had a problem with this particular camera, mm-hmm. and I went on the old chat online. Yeah. And they said, what's the problem? I told him I wasn't getting pictures from my camera to my phone, mm-hmm. and it, literally, her name was Lisa. She said, "Take the SIM card out, take the the, the scan disc card out, unscrew your antenna, blow in each port, put everything back together, and see what happens." And it fixed it. Fixed it. Fixed it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I was like, wow. That was pretty simple. But, I mean, if you have that problem with your camera, try it. Yeah, I had uh, an issue, and I called them up because I had put, you know, they give you the option when you get these reveal cameras that you can either put in. You, you can kill the music, Gibby. Um, they give you the option. You can either use an AT&T card. Yep. 
or a Verizon card based on what's the better, better signal in your area. So originally I put in a Verizon card. Well, realized after I put it in, and because on the second one I put an AT&T, and the, and the signal is way better on the AT&T overall. Right. And so I was like, I want to switch it from Verizon back to AT&T on the other one. And got on the phone and talked to this lady mm-hmm. uh, who was up in Minnesota because that's where Reveal yep. is based out of. Yep. And she walked me through the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, like literally while I was on the phone with her, she said, okay, do this, do that, right. do that. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, it's just as great what, what, and as pleasant as can be. Yeah, whenever you, you call them, they literally say, have your camera in front of you. You know, it, it, and because they're going to walk you through everything. But um, I was on hold for a long time, and I said, I'll just try the live chat online. And it it, it was, I mean, like – no problem. Yeah. So Easy. Yep. Five stars for, for them on customer service. Yes. All right, let, let's go to the phone lines and uh, bring up Harold this morning. Morning, Harold. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all? Morning, morning roaming reporter. Ro- roaming reporter, Harold. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I heard uh, Bouncer talking about stone crabs, so you know how to call it. Yes, yes. What's happening? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, tomorrow starts uh, stone crab season. You're allowed to harvest. Okay. Um, you're allowed to put your traps out 10 days before, so that would have been October 5th which I did, and uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll have a good uh, harvest. We'll see what it brings. but uh, And it goes all the way to May 1st. So It goes all the way to May season. 1st? Wow. I didn't yeah, know that. Sure does, sure does. Hey, but, so, uh, so, Harold, what, what do you do different to catch stone crabs instead of blue crabs? Not a thing. It's all the same, same bait. I use the same traps, you know, wire traps that uh, my wife's lovely wife builds, so I got to endless supply of traps uh but uh but it's all all the same technique same area okay um but uh you know um now for that 10 day soak uh you got to put something pretty hardy in there because you're not allowed to go back and check the traps or mess with the traps until the 15th so um you want to get something hardy like we use pig's feet for that 10 day overlay okay and um of course we you know i put shrimp heads for immediate attraction pogies mullet you name it uh okay. i even had some uh deer ribs and stuff in the bait freezer so i throw them in there anything i've caught them on smoked chicken drumsticks that i had <laughs> old in the freezer right. didn't have any other bait so i put them in there thought just as good as anything else though so. okay so so whenever you pull your these traps so you will have blue crabs in there too sometimes uh for some reason the salt waters it's a little little more tricky but uh but you know uh when we go gigging uh, we see hundreds of blue crabs, and I don't understand why we don't catch as many in the in these traps as uh, you think you would, you know? Yeah, okay. And speaking of flounder, uh, uh, don't forget uh, tomorrow's season closes. Yeah, it close, closes tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed last year. Uh, went on opening day stone crab, pulled my trap up. I had a 17-inch flounder in my trap. I'm going, man, this is great. And I, <laughs> and I said, Oh, it's closed. It's closed. Yeah, I, yeah. I and it, you know what? That's uh because we haven't had to deal with this for very long. It's something you forget very easily. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up, Harold. Appreciate Last it. Last year was the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, if I remember right, it was supposed to be the month of November. Right. And then all of a sudden, somehow it turned into six weeks. So, hey, it, it is what it is. All right, buddy. Thanks, Harold. Harold's out of here. We got Jeff. I can't see uh, from got here. Captain Chip Wingo, I believe. Morning, Chip. Good morning, guys. Morning, morning buddy. Chip. What's happening with you Chip. guys today? Chip. Chip. 
You know, uh, we just we you know what we've been looking at uh, how beautiful the weather's going to be in Georgia this week, and uh, yep. h- hunting should be awesome. Yeah, it also looks like it might blow really hard here Monday and Tuesday too. <laughs> so. uh, I was just giving Chip a hard time, Jeff, because he's booked all week, and and uh, I'm, I, every morning I get up, I'm going to take a picture of that 42 degrees. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> rub it in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's all right. It's all good. So I'll be up there next after a charter with Larry next Friday. I'll go up for ten days. So, nice. Um, it'll be all good. So I'm out here fishing the flounder pounder this morning. Um, we have uh, Connor on the boat. Okay. Holding though, and uh, Connor fished with me last year. What do we place thirty in the third up in the thirty area out of a top twenty out of um, two hundred boats? And Connor's an awesome young man. He is on the spectrum, um, and he got. What did you get? Three flounder last year, Connor. Yep, he caught three flounder last year on spinnerbait. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're grinding so far, but all we've caught was what a redfish, Connor. Is that what you caught? Yeah. Yeah, redfish. So we're uh, we're hopefully going to have a good day. I know that there's a lot of people way up downtown. Well, that doesn't make sense, but way downtown today. Right downtown, like Jacksonville. So, yeah, downtown. The shrimp run should be good, so those fish should be stacked up in there. Well, I can tell you, um, yesterday, me and Dylan fished, fished out of Sisters Creek, and he had two excellent flounder. One of them was, you know, yeah. 15 inches, which is strong. They got yeah. to 14. And then the other one, I can't remember. We didn't ever get a, a length on it, but I'll show you a picture of it. He probably 18 wow. inches, something in that range. Nice really fish. nice fish. Chip's going to be um, texting you here soon. Here's the deal. <laughs> um, the season ends today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, just in yep. case people don't know, uh, the close season begins October 15th. Today's the 14th. So starting tomorrow, you cannot keep flounder. We just talked to Harold about that. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> but, it, but here's the thing, the tip that I'm whole purpose of yep. this. So when me and Dylan are getting ready to go fishing, you know, we're like, hey, we wanted to catch some fish to, to do the taco thing. Yeah. You can go to myfwc.com and you can download a little PDF file to your phone that has all the current regs mm-hmm. for all the species with pictures, right? bag limits, size limits, and everything mm-hmm. so that you don't have to sit there and go, wait, what was that size right. again? Uh, I agree. You know, you just go to your phone and download that file and then you have it on your phone always. So mm-hmm. if you have any questions, you just refer to that. Yeah. It's handy as all get out. Yes, and, and and the one that I have is fish rules. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I also you, use you have that rules. too. Yeah. You use the app, huh? You're using the app. Yeah, yes. fish rules. See, I just got you know this is a PDF, just a PDF file that's downloaded to my phone. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, you know, nice. so that way you know I don't have to have a signal or right. whatever. No, you're right. You know, yeah. if you're offshore and you don't have a signal, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. You know, this is fantastic. Yeah. It's a cool little thing. It's like one, two, three, four pages long. PDF file, yeah. easy. Uh, uh, we'll do that. It'll be a ring power tip next week. Absolutely, I, I, I like it. So, Chip, where where are you at? Um, I'm fishing south of Atlantic Boulevard today. Okay. Um, some spots I've had. I've been pre-fishing down here. And there's been some good fish. We've got it real high water again today, so we're gonna have to just bang the grass. Yeah, that ain't that ain't gonna change. What uh, what's your water clarity like? It's not bad. You can see the bait pretty decent. I looked at it yesterday and the day before up here. Or just yesterday and then two days before because it rained all day Thursday. But it's been good. Uh, the water clarity is fine for the flounder. 
you know, uh, the redfish can see it well enough to eat it this morning too. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, do you do, do you do you worry much about water clarity for flounder as well as you do, like say for trout? Uh, no, okay. not really. Okay. Um, I find that a lot of times, Kevin, I'm fishing point ambush points, uh, little oyster bar points, and dragging it over it. Usually, that vibration of the uh, of the spinner bait and the flash gets them. You know they can feel it and then they'll chase it down and i'm using the white uh curly tails either the six inch or the four inch from fish bites on the center base okay and everything eats it so you know you're going to catch more than just flounder but you know it's a good way to pick the flounder instead of just sitting there soaking bait on top of them very cool so, what about the salinity but, chip do you do you worry about the salinity because all this rain uh, no, just... actually no because when when the shrimp run happens you know, when we've had all that rain up way up the river, and when the shrimp run's going on, they're getting them all the way up to Wallaca. Yeah. So, you know, catching flounder, green cove, and then all the way up the river. So I don't really generally worry about that as much as I do, um, you know, the water, the height of the water. I prefer higher water because I like to get right up next to the grass and fish them. And, you yeah. know, makes a harder fish stockpiling with the spinnerbait, though. Yeah, I got you. You know? Yep. So, but... uh you know they're here. It's just a matter of grinding it out today. So, all right, buddy. Well, you know, well, good luck. Good luck. If you catch a big one, send us a yeah, picture. Send us some pics. Yep. Good yep. luck. You guys, uh, you guys shoot a big one this week too. Okay, buddy. I want to see you. Got right. it. I'll see you. See you, Chip. Chip. <laughs> and uh, all right, let's take a break. We come back. I want to share some stories from yesterday. The uh, the great adventure that me and Dylan had. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and if we got time, I had some great hunts this week. All right. We'll <laughs> so, talk about that and more right after this right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Chip! Folks, let's, this is the time of year we were talking about it earlier. Spend more time outdoors. It, the, the weather's getting perfect, and if you need an outdoor kitchen, if you need a fire pit, a fireplace, or a pergola, <laughs> there's only one company that can help you make that happen, and that's CSS Fireplaces and Outdoor Living. Um, one of the best aspects that they have going for them is that there's, they, they do everything. There's no subcontractors, anything. They, they, they take care of it from the beginning to the end. You want to give them a call, it's uh, 389-2700, or go to cssoutdoor.com and see what a pergola is. Because <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's cool. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Abby this morning. Morning, Abby. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning, Good morning. Abby. Good morning, I wanted to jump on this morning and just say thank you, thank you, thank you for making last weekend such a huge success for Young Life. Well, that's that's, that's awesome. So glad you had you had pretty weather. Um, you know, oh yeah. You know, so so I, I heard the tournament was fantastic. We had a blast, and you know, it felt crazy the two weeks leading up to it. Some days I was like, "This is the last time I'm doing this," but then <laughs> the whole like community is just so encouraging and supportive like chip even came out with the fauna pounder and supported us at the weigh-in and we're excited to support him this weekend and just you know this community is above and beyond that's 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 great stuff really good stuff yeah. and, and, and i know we've talked about it before you know it's um uh, you know carrie and i we did a, a, a surf fishing tournament for a few years and 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 yes it it, it was like what why are we doing this you know <laughs> but but it's it is gratifying once it's done and it's it's tough running a tournament so i you know i congratulate you guys for for putting in putting in the work 
Thank you. And we learned a lot. I'm excited to grow it and develop it. Um, and this year we actually hit $28,000 raised that's, that will stay directly in Jack's Beach for um, teenagers. That's, nice. that's, that's very cool. And uh, some of your sponsors were? Our main sponsor, couldn't have done it without him, was Atlantic Coast Marine. Yeah, good, good, um, good people. Oh, my gosh. And it was just so fun, even with our Grand Slam winner, um, Eddie and Elijah Kabler. Uh-huh. Um, they were so fun and, like, encouraging, and I think it went to some of the best people. And they're going to hold on to the boat, which is really cool. Oh, they're going to keep the boat. They're not going to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's that, Eddie that, that's said it's cool. going to Eliza, so that's pretty fun. Yep, yep, yep. That's good stuff. Well, Abby, once again, congratulations on the great tournament. I, I, I just heard all kinds of good things. Awesome, and thank you all for giving us some airtime and just being a part of it. No problem. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, b- before we get the story, did you guys see the, about uh, Governor DeSantis did about the Great Outdoors Initiative? No, I actually did not. Um, I, I, I was, I think I was looking at it on our Facebook page this morning. All right, so um, uh, found the story. Uh, thanks to our listeners for sending us some links mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. And uh, it just was announced recently that, uh, and, and it, I'm going to read this. This is mm-hmm. from uh, the governor's office itself. Says today, Governor Ron DeSantis announced the Great Outdoors Initiative to encourage Floridians to go outdoors and explore Florida's natural resources, including our award-winning state parks, vast recreational areas, and world-renowned waterways. Mm-hmm. As part of the Great Outdoors Initiative, Governor DeSantis signed Executive Order 23-209, and then in quotes, the Great Outdoors Initiative directed the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conserv- Conservation Commission to provide a significant 50% discount on annual state park passes and FWC gold sportsman hunting and fishing licenses. The governor fully supports Floridians in enjoying our state's natural resources and the activities that have become family traditions, such as hunting and fishing. To learn more, you can click here. Okay, so beginning tomorrow, which is today, October 14th, okay, uh, and extending for three months, through January 13th of 2024, DEP will temporarily offer four State Park annual passes for families and individuals at a 50% discount. While FWC will be discounting its annual residence gold sportsman license, five-year gold sportsman license, and lifetime sportsman licenses by 50%. Wow. That's, yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, how much is the, the, the gold? Do you, uh, do you remember for that? It's you know like what? hundred dollars a year for a resident, and I, 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 I lifetime. Lifetime is expensive. I think it's like a grand. Okay, yeah. So here, here we go. go, um, go the following uh, gold sportsman licenses, which include saltwater. Okay, the gold sportsman includes saltwater, freshwater, hunting, and all associated permits will be discounted by fifty percent. Will be available at the following rates, plus the fees okay. that go along with it. Yep. Okay, an annual gold sportsman uh, five year. Fifty dollars and seventy-five cents. Wow, that's that's a Absolutely. done deal for yeah. me. Nice. Five year, yeah, two hundred and forty-seven dollars yeah, and seventy-five. That's what I'll do. I'll do the five year. I'm going to do the five year. Yeah, absolutely. Lifetime, lifetime sportsman's license. Okay, different age yep. category breakdowns. Age four or younger, two hundred and one dollars and fifty cents. That's a lifetime. 
Doesn't matter even if you move out of state. Wow. Okay. Ages five to twelve, and if you move out of state, you can always come back and fish. Right. Ages five to twelve, three hundred and fifty one dollars and fifty cents. Ages thirteen and older, five hundred and one dollars and fifty cents. So like I've got a twenty three year old son. Yeah. If I get him that license or he gets that license, that's five hundred bucks, okay? The five year alone would cost him two hundred and forty seven dollars. Right, right. And you know, when I get the the whole thing of time value of money and everything, but I mean that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, that's a great it deal. Is. Kudos to our governor. Yes, that's, okay. that is a great deal. Um, we will provide this link on our Facebook and Instagram page coming soon. Okay, so uh, it's it's up. We'll get it up. It's up now. Yeah, Terry already got it up. Yeah, she's all over. Yep, yep, yep. All right, got the Gator pictures up. Got, got that Gator link pi- up. Yep. yep. All right, good deal. All right, so uh, so yesterday, me and Dylan go on a great adventure. Oh, we load up the kayaks. We want to get some live shrimp because Captain Kirk was crushing. Uh, some fish uh-huh. in some areas around Sisters Creek. And mm-hmm. so I said, all right, it's the time of year, right? It's always good to fish. So uh, we went to Browns Creek, got uh, about five dozen shrimp, and we put them on ice like you would do for surf fishing sure. because we don't have a live well, a live well on the kayak, mm-hmm. which we will. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one of our next yeah, purchases. Adventures, right. Yeah. And, uh, and the water was incredibly high, like I was telling you guys earlier. Where way up. You could, almost, you could almost float the boat from the parking lot right. all the way mm-hmm. to the kayak launch. And uh, we uh, we started fishing them, and we were fishing blind because the tide was so high at 10 a.m. yesterday. And I all, would have had, by the way, no confidence of catching fish. I didn't have a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're throwing artificials. Or, you no, can't you're throwing, see anything. Right, you can't see I'm anything. I'm throwing artificials, though. Right. Okay, Dylan's throwing artificials to start, too. Right. And so what you're looking for is just any kind of current, ebb, eddy, something different. And mm-hmm. that's all we're doing is we're fishing something different. And all right. of a sudden, I caught like three undersized trout, four undersized trout, and then all of a sudden I caught a legal trout. I'm like, hey. Yeah. You're, a, you're way okay, ahead right? of the game. Yeah. More and than then, I caught yesterday. <laughs> uh, and then as it kind of the day wore on, um, we ended up and literally fishing an area that we've never fished before. Can't see any oyster bars. We're just trying to figure it out. And we end up having quite a few fish. We ended up catching – I think about five speckled trout. Two of them were keepers. We had two flounder that were legal. We had uh, a black drum, which we were hoping to catch more black drum. We didn't have a sheep's head. Uh, we had jacks. We had ladyfish. We had um, catfish, you know, the gaff top sail cat. Mm-hmm. He caught a redfish that was beautiful. I mean, beautiful. On artificial I, on shrimp? No, on shrimp. Oh, okay. I lost a big redfish, and, uh, and then we caught a ton of rats. And, and I hope the, Doug's not listening. <laughs> I just had such an awful day yesterday. You know, I mean, it's and we it, were blind. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, that's pretty good. Day, you know, yeah. kayaks, right? Yeah, and yeah. had had a ball. So here, here's the funny thing. I'm surprised you caught rat reds and and reds in that that high high water like that. We were Kevin. We were so far here. We were, and, and got scared. A little scared. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little little scary moment here. So we're we're way to the north from Sisters Creek, somewhere, okay? And I'm occasionally turning on my phone GPS unit to look on Google Maps just to kind of get an idea of where we are. Mm-hmm. And Kirk kind of gave us one spot, but, we, you know, and he told us, you know, there's an oyster bar. Of course, we can't see an oyster bar. Right. Water's high, I'll get out. So we just started going elsewhere. So I'm looking on the map, and I told Dylan, I said, hey, it looks like this creek, we can pop out kind of where we were originally trying to find that spot that Kirk had. I said, let's just take this creek all the way through. I said, it looks like it gets a little bit tight. 
And uh, so we start doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets really tight to the point where we're thinking, I'm thinking, we're going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. In a kayak. In a kayak. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is hard to do. Yeah. And, you would uh, never live that one down. Oh, no. <laughs> no. There was not enough bug spray on that kayak right, yeah. to go through the night. Yes, exactly. And we end up popping out, and then it starts getting deeper. I'm like, and then I'm, and eventually we see a crab trap, and we're like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. And But for a while there, it was pretty pretty hairy. So the, so when it was hairy, there's no fishing. You're just trying to get somewhere. Right. Right, right. Which we're, we're spooking redfish. Right. You can see them spooking right. back in all these places. And, I mean, if we weren't, like, panicked trying to make sure we were going to get out, we wouldn't have spooked all these fish. We would have been trying to catch them. Yeah. But then once we kind of pop out, we feel good about where we're at. We start casting. And we, we start. We hit one spot. It was every cast for Twenty fish, of rat reds, Man, and one big red. And, hell of a day! And then finally, we just left them because we were like, "Let's go see if we can find a keeper." And uh, we had a great day. Oh, and, and yeah, great day. You know, we ended up having again two trout, a black drum, a redfish, um, in a cooler. Uh, so two trout, two flounder, a redfish, and the black drum That's for a good fish day. tacos, and then to yeah. have a little bit to take up to Mr. Emmett for his birthday this week. Nice. So, Whoa, what old, a great day, though. How old is Mr. Emmett? He's 90. He'll be 96. Wow. Yeah. He's getting up there now. <laughs> and, and and he's going to have fresh fish. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, Man, that's a great day. It was a phenomenal day. And the weather yesterday I haven't had a day beautiful. like that in short. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. There was no wind yesterday. No. I mean, fantastic. none. Yeah. The no seams were a little sporty. Right. But uh, I have that spray, that no no seam. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have that. Mm. Uh, be like without your thermosel. Yeah, it would have been it would have been tough. Yeah, but I had the mosquito uh, sunblock. Yep. Uh, mosquito coast. Mosquito coast yep. had that on, and then with the nono seam, uh, hit that a couple times during the trip. But I mean, what a fun day! We we had a ball. Okay. How long did you fish? Uh, we launched at about ten, uh, ten fifteen, and we pulled out at about. Three thirty-ish. Wow, that's that's a that's a, that's wild. And had I would say, and what what what's low tide yesterday? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And when we pulled out at three thirty, it was just about slack. Mm-hmm. You could see maybe maybe two inches of oyster bar. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much. That of was tide. it. Yeah, I know. It was it was up there. So that the impressive part is that we caught all those fish completely blind. Yeah, you know. But you'll go back. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we had a ball, man. Awesome That's, that's stuff. good stuff. So I, I spent most of my time, well, this time of year, um, I'm in the woods, and this was the this was the first week that, that, that I hunted a lot. You know, we had 40, low 40s in the morning on, on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then, you know, highs of 70-something in the afternoon. Um, the only problem is... There's just there's no wind, you know, and the uh, and this is going to sound crazy to you. I'm trying to kill two does. That's I mean I'm you know I'm I'm in full doe mode right now, and and three times this week I had too many deer around me. I couldn't pull the bow back because as soon as you you didn't want to risk it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, as soon as you do this. She's looking right at you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and there was there was there was one time, um, a 
finally had a doe at 20 yards broadside. There was six other does in front of me, and 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 they they all had their heads down, you know. And I went to, I I I'm just because I sit down when I draw. I don't I don't stand up because that's way too much movement. And I'm just I'm just about to to pull my bow back, and this deer that's ten steps to my left that I didn't see was on a tree line just goes ballistic comes out of her skin blowing you know and then and then three others start blowing and it's like oh my god this is this is 6 p.m in the afternoon you know and 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 gone never saw another deer you know and 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 I, to be honest with you it happened to me three times where i would have eight to 12 deer around me but i could not i could never get the the bow drawn back it, it because as soon as you do it, it you know jeff you've seen it and, and, and heck, Rick, you, you hunt the same deer we do. Our does don't just stop and look at you when you're drawing back. If they catch you, they're leaving. They're not going to stand there and give you a shot. You know, they just, they, 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 they don't do it. And, uh, but, oh, my God, I had just, you know, this was the first week, Jeff, that I wasn't getting out of my stand until 10, 1030, um, getting in at 630, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing seeing deer from, Really, I, I I didn't see anything until about seven forty, seven forty-five. Um, you know, you and I've talked about this over the years, Jeff. When it's cold in the morning like that, you know, a lot of times eight o'clock is like prime time. Yeah. You know, but from that seven forty to seven forty-five, once the sun got up, good, I saw deer moving all around me. You know, um, it, it was uh, on 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 um, Wednesday morning. I mean, I, I got out of my stand at 1045 and, and blew deer out walking back down the road, you know, so they're moving. And I know that the guys are hunting this morning. Today is opening of black powder. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know. I do have, I did have a picture this week of, uh, of a shooter buck at 730 in one of our food plots. Pl- plenty of daylight. So we'll see what happens this All week. Right. Yeah. Um. Let's take a break. Yep. We'll come back. One more segment. We've got a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week, another weather, another tides, and a story about a guy that shot a 300-pound bear using a primitive bow, string, arrow, and sto- uh, stone point. Okay. Stone point. Stone point. That this he... is like caveman-esque. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right here is when we come he, back. Is he related to Joel? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, so we, can we do a shout-out? Yeah, sure. Here, here on the uh, Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Shout-out Captain Jeremy Alvarez. Fishing with Mr. Mark Helmick this morning and uh, sent us a picture of a very nice sheep's head that they caught at the mm-hmm. Jennings this morning, so... Um, I guess it, you know what, Jeff. Uh, water Jeremy's temperature. Jeremy's a good dude. Jeremy's a great dude. About seventy-eight yesterday. Yeah, seventy-eight yesterday is 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 about right. Um, and we're getting ready to do a, a weather and the tides. But, but the reason I bring that up is that we're going to be in the low fifties here mm-hmm. in Northeast Florida this week. It's going to drop that water temperature probably down to where I like it, which is about seventy-two, seventy-three degrees. Yeah, that's like primo inshore. Uh, stuff. It was. Uh, I like the 78 degrees for yeah. kayak just because you stand in the water and it's not super cold, you know. True. It's, you know, True. you fall up, you know, remember, join the upside down club, it's not too bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. All right, yes. let's do a uh, Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Kirby Co. Builders industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. 
And this week's tip comes from uh, uh, from Travis. my buddy, my buddy Travis Tabor. Yeah, yes, he 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 sent that recipe to Carrie and I, and I was like, you know what, this would be this would be. I mean, is there anything better than shrimp and grits, Ricky? No, I love no, and, no. and everybody has a different way of doing it. And um, I was, I was. His recipe looks like something Captain Kirk would do. Yes, yeah. very involved. <laughs> yes, very involved. Uh, we're going to post it on Facebook. So if you're interested in Mr. Travis Tabor's shrimp and grits recipe, then then check it out. That, I'm not, I'm not going through all the ingredients. That's one of my favorite meals. Of course, is shrimp and grits. Yes, but it, not everybody can cook it good. I agree. Okay, because yes. grits are an art form. They, they are an art form. <laughs> they are. Yeah, hey, you know, I mean, they're total art forms. Yes. And more people screw up the grits mm-hmm. than the shrimp. I agree. Which yes, right? Yes, I, mean, I, I totally. Yeah. Cooking shrimp can be sticky. Pretty sticky easy. grits are no fun. I mean, if you yeah. if you as long as you don't overcook shrimp, right? It's you know other than that, it's hard to cook, kind of screw it up because shrimp is good stuff. You know. Yes. But anyway, yes. Uh, the the recipe's up on our Facebook page, and <laughs> also on our Instagram page as well. They can check it out. Merle's. Merle. <laughs> Merle the dog is uh, very happy today. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, yeah yeah he, he, he's kind of a little, little hyper this morning. Mm-hmm. More than lots other mornings, act- lots of activity. Yes, yes. All right, let's uh, give let's the dog do some exercise. Updated we'll weather and yeah. an updated tides, uh, and you got uh, yes tides brought to you by Angie Subs, and uh, I, I'm sure you've been there since uh, you've, you you came back from over the pond. Any sub sandwich shops over there? Uh, that we had a sandwich shop mm-hmm. that was okay. But uh, no, I was missing. I was totally missing Angie. Okay, all right. Uh, you had a you had a high tide this morning around nine o'clock, and uh, if you heard Jeff and I talking about th- this morning, the tides were way high. Uh, when I when I launched yesterday at seven thirty, it was coming in the parking lot. Uh, right now, I mean, they're calling for like a five point one, five point two. Uh, it was easily easily a six and a half foot tide yesterday, maybe even up to seven feet. Uh, your low tide this afternoon is around three o'clock. And don't expect it to be that low. Uh, it, it's it's um it, it it's about a, a foot over normal. But then when you take whatever's going on, it, you're not going to see very many oyster bars. Uh, so take take that into consideration, and then just add an hour on for tomorrow. All right. But everybody's going to be watching football tomorrow, right? Well, and here we go. Weather forecast brought yes. to you by the Beard of Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. And what better way to watch the game, either in person? Because the weather's going to be fantastic, and if you don't, uh, get some catered food from Angie's or the Bearded Pig, yes. and just take it home and watch it. Here's the deal. 1 o'clock tomorrow at kickoff, winds out of the west-northwest at 14, but 72 degrees. Wow. That is Does awesome. Does it get any no, better no, no, than no. that? No, 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 no. 72. I keep saying 72. <laughs> 72 yeah. degrees for a beautiful divisional game against the Colts for first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you, and then if you uh, kind of let's go, if you e- extend that up three hours up north, um, man, it's I mean, they're talking highs in the 60s. You know, I've been waiting for lows in the 60s mm. to, to get out and bow hunt. You know what I mean? That's and right. now they're talking about highs in the 60s. I'm going to be in the woods, boys, because by the way, that and, and I'm sure you've seen this too. Our our bucks are they are definitely pre running. You know, they're they're hitting scrapes. They're 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 they come in and they kind of chase the does around a little bit in the food plots and stuff. The, the younger bucks, of course. So, um, all right. So, um, Kevin, what boat are you running now? The uh, the Valentino. The Valentino. How fast does that boat go? Forty seven. Forty seven miles per hour. Yeah. Okay, Ricky, what are you running? 
Uh, 31 contender. 31 contender. What do you got on the back? Twin 300 Yamaha. Twin 300s. Kevin, you've got the diesel Cox. Yep. Okay, and, and Ricky, how fast does your contender run? Honestly, I don't know because I don't run it that way. But 53, 54 miles 53, 54. We're, we're, this morning we're sitting here and we've got mm-hmm. the TV on. Mm-hmm. And it's this um, GP sailboat race or something of that nature. Okay, right? It's called GP. Um, and it's these F, F-50 catamarans. <laughs> And, and, and when you when you, uh, would you call that whatever when, you look at the, when, would you when you look at the TV and you see a sail, you're thinking seven to ten knots, right? Yeah, you know you, you're a typical sailboat race. Mm-hmm. These I, I looked and I saw one that said it's doing seventy. I'm like, so what, what the hell? You, how do you make a boat go faster than the wind? I don't know unless bro. the wind's blowing seventy miles an hour, which right, I highly right. doubt. No, so uh, so these sail GP F fifties, okay, these are hydrofoiling catamarans, and they're raced by the best sailors in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. They can reach speeds up to sixty miles per hour. It's crazy. Sixty miles yeah, per hour. That's a can- hundred kilometers per hour. Kilometers an hour. That's faster than the boats you yes, guys it are is. running. Yeah, that's fast, fast. So they the are using a vertically mounted airplane wing for a sail and hydrofoils to lift the boat out of the water to reduce drag. That I mean, that's crazy yeah, wicked cool. I, 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 I told you earlier, I would love, love to get on a ride with one of those things. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be really fun. And, and you know, you've seen the guys riding them in, in, in the inlet. You haven't seen those? No, not those. No, 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 no. The little ones. Oh, the yes. single ones. Yeah. Which it's it, it's beyond me. Yeah. How I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. These uh these boats. Okay, these F F fifty catamarans. Because, so I guess two million. Yeah, you you, you we we're trying to figure out cost yeah. ballpark. Okay. Each boat that is in these races. Okay, that uh, they have a global calendar. Each boat is identical, and each one costs about. Four million dollars. Oh, they just ran into each other. <laughs> Trading. So we just had a four million dollar bumper to bumper yes, right there. Yeah, they were swapping okay. paint right there, buddy. That, that was an eight million dollar bump. Wow. That was there's three of them. So. Yeah, I mean, how else do you pass? Twelve million dollar bump. Yeah, Rubbin's racing. Rubbin is racing. <laughs> is that? I wonder if that's kind of viewed as the same thing. And look, look at them. They're kind of yeah. They're they're so they're, they're trying totally, to catch each other's wind. Yeah, totally doing the NASCAR uh, thing. Yeah, absolutely, uh, they are. Yeah, yep. That is so cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. I just uh, I just can't get over how they make the boat go faster than the wind. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just doesn't make sense, does it? Uh-uh. How does that happen? A- anyway, all right, yes, let's, uh, yes. let's go to the phone lines. We got a little bit of time left here to talk to Lester this morning. Morning, Lester. Morning, my friends. Morning. Morning, buddy. <clears throat> all right. I, uh, I tell you, man, I've always uh, I've debated, uh, Kevin, like, would I want to ride one or not? Because I just I, I can't get the concept of, one side of the boat in the air, five or six foot, and the other side looking straight down. I would totally yeah. go for a ride on one of those. I would absolutely, hundred percent. And, and Lester, these both sides are out of the water. Yeah, yeah. This yes. isn't. This is you. You. You don't understand the hull's not you, touching the water. Right. Not, the the hull's not touching the water. So, so, so the, the hull is plural. Right. The 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 catamaran that you're thinking about is is a sail. When they when they try to go as fast yeah. as they can, they get one cat, one side of the catamaran out of the water. Right. right? 
this isn't right, right. this isn't that way. These are out of the okay. water. Yeah, it's all hydroplaning, hydro. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like and, a little and, blade that's down goes down into the water. Yeah. And I don't know how yeah. what it looks like underneath. Yeah. I don't I mean I maybe I, I guess they got pictures of that. Yeah. I mean there's no reason why they yeah, would. Yeah, that's shot out is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know like you say the law of physics how how are you going faster than the wind? I don't know. That that, that much faster. Wind blowing 30 miles an hour and you're doing 70. Yeah. Uh, Using the wind it yeah. don't make sense. Nope. Doesn't make any sense at all. It's cool. Yeah, I don't, but, uh, I don't I know. It'd be a great. Maybe somebody can tell us. I don't have any. Somebody lost smarter than us. I, I can tell you there one you thing. Go. I'm gonna be googling that stuff yeah, later. You gotta be smarter than a fifth grader for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to tell you, you know, uh, as y'all know, I've been on the uh, on the beach there for several weeks, uh, right there by the gate station. I actually saw a pod of pogies yesterday. Sure. Sure did. Uh, was there anything with, feeding uh, them? Nope. 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 Sure it, wasn't, man. Yeah. That that disappointed me. But uh, no, uh, and they were in about 15 foot of water, you know, like mm-hmm. they were back in kingfishing that uh, season. But uh, they uh, that was the only pod I've seen all the way down the beach. But uh, we got a beautiful set of driftwood yesterday that had come in with these Yeah, these tides, tides. yes. Oh man, we picked it up and put it up on the homeowner's bulkhead, and I can't wait to see it dried out. But you know, we were standing there, and uh, Kevin, it actually smelt like you know wild fish. And yeah. you know, we got to thinking about you know if this drift, you know, we all say you know if it was a camera and we could look at it, just you know what dolphin, just what's been feeding on that sucker the whole time it's yeah. been drifting oh, yeah. out there on top of the water, you know, yeah, all the dolphins absolutely. and everything else. And, but, and by the way, I'm glad you bring that up, Jeff. I'm sure you saw the same thing um, real real quick. Um, for folks that are fishing today and tomorrow, be careful. There is so much floating debris um, in the intercoastal. Um, you you're literally dodging it when, whenever you're you're you know you're going north and south. So Tom Lucas just, said the same thing about the St. John's okay, River. Okay. He, he wanted that yep. PSA out. He said that uh, uh, let everybody know that if they're going to be out in the St. John's River, there is still a uh, or is a ton of like dock material that's right. floating, et yep. cetera. He said uh, the people better be careful. Yeah, especially like if yep, you're my, skiing. My son or, yeah, told me the like same that. thing. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, he was out on the river, and he said, "Dad, man, there is some stuff out." Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's out in inlets too. You know. Oh yeah, heck yeah! I mean, yeah, if you're, yeah. I mean, the tide goes out into the ocean. You know. Yeah. It's taking all this stuff this out. There. Of, this set of driftwood here, y'all, is twelve foot long, and and you know, tentacles. You know, different pieces of wood, four foot wide. You know, nice. you hit that with your boat, buddy. Yes, yeah, it's, not, not it's pretty. trouble. Well, good, good to know. I'm glad you're back on this side of the property there. Uh, Thank you, yeah. Lester. Appreciate it. I, I started to call you and, or text you, but I, I know you've been busy since you've been back. But uh, I'll I'll uh, talk to you later, my friends. All right, God buddy. bless. Thanks, Lester. See you. Thank you, Lester. Yeah. What do we got, Gibby? What are we we're doing time? Two minutes left. All right. Hey, um, are you, you going to watch the game tomorrow? Of course From I'm going to watch the game tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. That's perfect timing. One o'clock, right? That's perfect. right. Right between the hunts. Perfect. You can even uh, watch almost the entirety of the game before going out for the yeah, evening, for, right? Yeah, certainly. Can't, can't beat that. Certainly. Logs as usual, the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter has some fine sponsors, including a new one, CSS Fireplaces and Outdoor Living. 
That's right. And Wild West Guns and Gold, Shimano, Kirby Co. Builders, Randy Marion Cadillac, Whalen Bay Marine, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Ring Power and Account Rental Store, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and Hagen Ace Hardware Stores, Coastal Equipment, on New Kings Road, Anna McClenney, Consignment Boat Sales, C&H Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, and G-Sub, like you said, Duck Duck Rooter, and of course, the Nimnik family of dealerships where you always get a best price guarantee, the best service selection and price. Yeah, Captain Ricky, thanks for joining us. This Thank morning. you, Ricky. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that was a and and uh, Joe Hutchinson. Thank we're, you, to we're, Joel. We're, we're, one of the best stories we've ever had here. That 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 story about the alligator hunt was absolutely amazing. We we appreciate it, folks. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See, See ya. ya.